To episode 56 of the Talk Nintendo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Casey Gibson, and joining me this fine evening, the one, the only, Perry Burkham. Oh, Casey, it is getting cold out. Autumn is coming. The leaves are falling. The foliage. Jimmy's going to be covered in snow before we know it. Yes, I I can't wait. I love autumn. I, I, I really do. I, oh, the, by far the best time of the year. Oh, it's just, you know, like, football, bonfires, uh, not sweating. <laughs> Doubling up or tripling up on blankets with the window oh, wide open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. That was uh, last night. No, maybe it was two <laughs> nights ago. It got down to, like, 48 degrees. Ooh, yes. baby, that window was open. My bones were cold, and I loved every second of it. When, when uh... Remember when PAX? We went to PAX, and I think that was the coldest probably I've ever been. <laughs> <laughs> the coldest thing ever, right? And I remember, you know, it was still cold back in Iowa, and and I I remember Jill and I got back, and we came into our house, and we had the heat shut off because like we're not gonna run the heat while we're gone, you know. And we got back, and <laughs> it was 42 degrees inside of my house, inside oh, my house. It was like I've never experienced this before. It's like it's so weird being so cold inside. It was just funny. <laughs> I've got a really good story along those lines, too. Um, it was in college, and we were renting an apartment. So, you know, in the beginning of the year, obviously, it's not very cold. And then we, it starts to get a little cold, and we're sort of in the elk where it's like, we need to save money, so we're not going to, you know... I like the cold. My roommate, he's he sort of was, like, frugal, right. you know? He's like, I will deal with the cold. Um, so... You know, whatever, it's cold out. Like, the one room, our living room, it was a very narrow and long apartment, and, like, the heat was not very good down there, so that room would be frigid, but the one night, it was blistering cold. Um, I remember I fell asleep with long john sweatpants, <laughs> socks, uh, like, a sweat, like a long john top, a hoodie, a hat, gloves, under blankets, dude. I was freezing. <laughs> and um I woke up and I was like I was like, guys, this is freaking crazy. What is going on? And we're like, why won't the heat work? And like we're trying to figure it out. We couldn't get it to go. You had the freaking um, AC on. No, 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 no AC. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> so we we like my one roommate had a space heater, so we all like huddled in his room, like around the space heater. I, and like I ended up falling asleep in his room, like on his bed. In his uh, arms? Yeah, like yeah, holding me. <laughs> but we uh we emailed the rental company and we're like, guys, like it is freaking freezing cold. Like you you need to send someone to fix this. Like we are really cold. And then uh in the morning, all of a sudden, like we're looking at it again. We're like, man, like I can't. Oh my god! And like there was a little trap door and it flipped open and and there was the on button <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like you we click it and all of a sudden you're like oh. <laughs> and we're like oh my god <laughs> so we had to email the, the rental you company and we're like idiots. never mind <laughs> we figured it out <laughs> we didn't have it on oh man that's Yep. Yeah, and that was it, not our proudest moment, but it was, it was a good story looking back at it now. And <laughs> it was definitely yeah, it was under 50 yeah. degrees. It was freezing. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, that, <laughs> one more little quick thing. When I was it just reminds me at work, I was cooking a like a big turkey roast 
Like, mm. and, uh, and, and I was like, it is not, like, what is wrong with the stupid oven? It is not getting past 99 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> and, and my, you know, like, it's like, I put in there for five hours and it is not past. It's like, what the heck? And then <laughs> I had it on Celsius. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> so it was like 210 degrees or whatever. <laughs> so it was just like completely, completely dry and, and burnt. and it The was best awful. turkey I'd ever had. And then I gave it to the homeless. Yeah. But, um, no, not really. Anyway. Um, this is yes, a Nintendo welcome, podcast. Welcome to Talk Nintendo Podcast, where we do eventually talk about Nintendo. Where we reminisce and, uh, about the weather. We do like to do that, like every good American should. And uh, we have some games we're going to talk about. Kind of a light week, kind of. We'll see. We I, it's It could I, be a hearty week. I said to Caitlin before recording, I was like, I really honestly think... This one shouldn't be a super long episode. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And she goes, you say that every week. I know, I know. But the funny thing is, like, I say the same thing to Jill, and I and I, I, I think that, too. It's like, no, seriously, it should be a shorter one. Anyway. But <laughs> Caitlin texts have... me. She goes, what heat? You can see your breath in that house. <laughs> Get yeah. you over here exactly. in the, the college stories. Gotcha. Um, and we got our normal eShop. Really? Uh, you know, and the roundup, and then of course the YouTube saloon, some news, and uh, then our topic of the show is the top 3D Mario's list. We're gonna list them, All our right. favorites to our least favorite, and uh, after that, I believe we have a little return of uh, a favorite segment of some. That's people, right, and it's a doozy, the old Craigslist roundup. Oh baby. So let's get into uh let's let's hurry up so I can get to that segment. Uh <laughs> yeah. Forget this so, rest of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think I will start off if if you don't mind. I do mind, but I'll let you. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh I've been playing a little game for the Switch called Neon Chrome. So, do you know anything about Neon Chrome, Casey? I guess. know that it know looks nothing. really cool. Oh, okay. And I believe uh, it's mission-based, right? That's like sort of the extent that I know. Well, funny thing is, I don't know if it looks really cool, and I don't think it's mission-based. <laughs> you don't think <laughs> no, that... No, no, I'm just kidding. I think, I no, say. it does look cool. No, I'll get into that later. It does look cool. Uh, it's a roguelike. It's it's a it's a it's like a twin stick shooter roguelike, roguelike game. All right. Um, and uh, really cool setup. Uh, you have a guy, you know, and, and you know you can move around and you you are shooting. You're kind of like going through levels of a building basically, and uh, you know so each level is and then like you have to get through. I think I got to like five levels and you get to like the first checkpoint and then that unlocks like the second door so that if you die you can start back there like on that checkpoint. Okay, that's nice. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's it's hard. And now this game when I started it, well <laughs> I was I was like okay, so I had to go for a checkup at the doctor and I had I was taking a blood test so I had to fast. That and I had I got up at like at five that morning and the, and the thing was at like twelve. So I didn't eat like all morning. 
and it was awful. And so I was like sitting, and I started this in the wait room there, the waiting room, and I was just like looking at it. I was like, I'm gonna throw up. Like I, I cannot <laughs> look at a screen right now. And it wasn't because of the game. It was just like I just cannot learn a new game right now. So, but that kind of soured like the very beginning of the experience. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> setting the table, you know. Y- yeah, yeah. And but uh, anyway, so. You know, I, I was like, well, oh, I'll keep on trucking, you know, later. And so, you know, it, it's like, man, this game is like pretty freaking hard, you know? It's kind of like Goner, right? It's kind of how you start Goner. It's like, this game is really hard. Like, what's, what's going on? How does it work? And basically, how it works is you'll go through level. You'll be collecting money. All the money that you get, you can keep. And then you can buy upgrades, permanent upgrades to your character. Oh, wow. So okay, that, the whole that's time... Awesome. You're gonna be leveling up certain things. You can level up your, def- your health, your your damage, your uh, uh, your luck. Um, there's a couple more to. Uh, oh. Do you I- get to choose those, or yes, is that yes? Okay. And like for instance, like you can get like up to a hundred upgrades of each. Like that's the max of each. So like the beginning, like they cost I don't know like five dollars, and then like. By the time you're up to, like, the 10th upgrade for each one, it's, like, $1,000, you know? Okay, yeah, so it's sense? easy so to it just sort keeps of getting... start off, and then as yeah. you go, yeah, it's going to require and, more. Yeah, so it ends up being really balanced because you, you spend money on the, you know, you upgrade everything because it's cheaper, you know, So because you can. But, uh, so, you know, you know what I mean? Like, everything is going to be kind of the same level if you... If you want, or you can save up and, and keep leveling up a certain aspect if you want. But it's yeah, like, but it would almost be more enticing. Like, oh well, this next upgrade is gonna cost me a thousand, but for that same thousand, I can upgrade the like four other things a couple times. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, which is really I love I love that idea. Um, it it doesn't f- like over time. Okay, I would say the game is a lot like Borderlands. Uh, in in the way of like you're kind of you're getting loot boxes everywhere and you are finding sometimes you find new weapons and you can like change the weapon like and you can see the stats of it like okay this one is a shotgun and it's rated 52 and I have a level 53 but I don't know if I like this gun so I can switch for the shotgun it's so the guns yeah powerful, definitely but, yeah play but there's like considerably yeah. different style yeah you know there's submachine guns and shotguns and like laser guns I mean they're not all super super different like uh you know they all just kind of shoot out and but like you know the shotgun has a widespread and now you know like there's not any crazy different things yet did you find um did you find it where you could technically use like find one gun that you really like and then you could beat every mission with it or did you find any missions where it was uh more like oh this this mission really favors the use of a shotgun because it's tight quarters and they're close and it just is yeah. more efficient. Yeah, I don't know. I I really have been using kind of everything and kind of just because I can. It's like like I said, it's not crazy different, so you can kind of use any gun, and it's just kind of very preferential, like on a very very small note uh, mm-hmm. for each one. But but. Um, the other thing you have, I forgot what they're called, but they're like little upgrades, like upgrade slots. And these are things that you can find during the levels. Um, now, I think when you start off, you can have three upgrade slots, but then that's one of the things you can upgrade. Like like you can buy more, more slots, slots to have. And so like, for instance, you'll find this thing that says, okay, 
this uh, and it's called you know something crazy it's just a weird name but then it tells you what it does and it's like this increases your health by 50 percent sign me up (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's like oh my goodness and then like one of them is uh you know increases melee damage by 200 percent it's like oh my goodness you know uh and then um uh you know you find these and then some some of them are like uh uh get three thousand dollars it's just immediately just yeah nice bonus so it's like, okay, well, that doesn't help me on this run, but this will help me in the next run. So now you know, are those I... are those attachments? Are they permanent? Like once you put them in there, they're in there till you switch out another one. Or is it only good for that level? It's or good that for run? that run. That run. OK. And then once you're done, they go away and then you can unlock. This is kind of weird, but you can kind of like as you're going through, you unlock kind of like the heads from Goner. Okay, you yeah. unlock them, and then you can buy them from from at the beginning and spend money to get them just at at you know. Oh, Otherwise, so yeah, if you find like a really good one that is really effective, like that health one, for instance, yeah. like oh, I want to yeah. buy that every run because it's gonna yeah help me exactly. Out. Instead of I mean, like you can get them for free in the levels, but it's luck you know, based, right? On, yeah. on the draw. Yeah, I mean, you get options, but exactly. I mean, it's just one of those things where. Like right now, I don't know if I, if I want to spend money because it's like I, I don't know if I'm going to get very far. So it's kind of a weird thing. It's kind of a grind in a way, but not really. It's, it's a fun it's a fun experience. But um, yeah, these little upgrade <clears throat> cogs, they're kind of like the cogs from SteamWorld Dig 2. Um, these little things you can, yeah, once you're once you have died, then they, they go back and you can buy more and then upgrade them. And so uh yeah, the game. I mean, if that does that paint a good picture of what the game is. I mean, there's a lots of different enemies. Uh, oh no, and for sure. Um, patterns and stuff, and you can sh- like a big part of it is you know making way through maps and and finding keys. Like they're not like puzzles to find the keys. It's just like you got to find in there. Someone has a key, so that you have to shoot that squad of people to get to the key, so you can unlock the doors and the rest of the level. Um, How big is any given level? I mean, are you going to be on one level, you know, for 10 minutes or is it more snappy? Like you're going to breeze through this if you don't die in like two minutes, but it's just going to be a bunch of them. It it encourages speed run because like you're timed the whole time. I don't exactly know why, what the encouragement is. I I don't know if you get money based on how fast you go. I don't think you do. Maybe you do. Maybe just Maybe there's a high score things. Maybe. I don't know. But um, I think each level can take from anywhere from like a minute and a half to like five, six minutes tops. Five minutes tops probably. So pretty brisk for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're brisk. But that's good. I like that personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like Goner where like a level's too seconds you know have you um how many hours have you put into this so far like because i see there are bosses have you encountered any of those yet yeah yeah i have in the first (laughs) yes uh it's like pretty freaky like i thought oh man this boss is freaking hard and then it's like oh my goodness there's a stage two of this boss (laughs) and it's like i died and then i was like okay finally i beat that oh my goodness there's a stage three you know but uh Anyway, you power through it. I mean, like, you, you learn how to avoid stuff. And, um, yeah, it's a cool game. The la- I, I want to make sure to mention one of the kind of the cool ideas in it is, like, there's thin and thick walls. And you can shoot through any, like, if you shoot it enough, you can shoot through any thin wall. 
Mm. Um, so you're never you safe kind of, necessarily, or the enemy's never, never safe. Never safe. It, yeah, both. It's kind of both, exactly. So it's kind of a cool little thing. But um, yeah, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like the screenshots that I've seen of Mr. Shifty. Like that view, but you're not like doing that kind of like. Yeah, the but top you can, down. I see that. I think you do get bonuses for like doing sneak attacks, like going behind people and doing melee attacks, um, stuff like that. So now, I haven't. I've like. I feel like this is so. This would be so much better played on the TV and with a pro controller. And I haven't done that yet because I've only been able to play it, you know, on the go. Um, because your character is really small, and you know, I. The, the frame rate, it does not run at like 60. I think it runs at 30. And it might even get a little choppy sometimes. But it, it's not like nothing like bad. Like it won't ruin anything. Yeah, it doesn't experience. take away necessarily. Yeah. No, I mean, it might take away a little, but it doesn't ruin it. Doesn't ruin it. So um, I feel like the, the graphics would look way better on a TV screen. And it just would look, I got. I want to play it on my projector. That's what I want to do. Well, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Be I, right I back. <laughs> but I really, really do like the game. And uh, I think it's it's cool. It's just kind of like, I don't know, it's just kind of like Goner, but with a shooter instead of a platformer, you know? Like, um, yeah, if you and, can and consider I, I, it, you know, if you can compare it to Goner, I've, you know, that seems well, like it'd that, be a very good thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and I feel like it, there's room for some groundbreaking things to happen, like the scythe, you know? I oh, feel like that could happen. You know I what I mean? Hope, dude, that was so game-changing. Like, unbelievable. I, know. I remember that. That was, that was awesome. But anyway, that's Neon Chrome. I recommend it uh, very much so, especially if you like roguelikes or shooters uh, on, on the eShop. It, uh, I forgot whose review. It must have been Justin's review. Um. At an indie spotlight. <laughs> I was gonna say, when you don't know who review it, it's either it Justin, Justin or David. <laughs> <laughs> Justin or David, and Take I think they both did it. I think David did the one for our site. I think um, it, it certainly would yeah, not yeah, surprise yeah, he, me. He did, and uh, and uh, one of the reviews was saying it's a pretty slow, kind of tough learning curve, like start, mm-hmm. which is kind of like what I had. But then once you get into it, it's it's awesome. So very cool roguelike. Giddy up on that. Giddy up, baby. But it's time to move on to uh, a game that we talked about before. But uh, this was one of those games you were unbelievably hyped for from before it was ever even announced for the Switch. Oh, I I was gonna talk your game. You know what? My two games are gonna be lickety split. So if you just want to get okay. in the part, well, oh, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get into what you've been playing, which is Party Golf. Pretty much the only reason it came to the Switch was thanks to you, I believe, right? Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, so this was another game that we played at PAX. I know we've mentioned this a bunch before, but this was there was Slime Son and Party Golf. <laughs> and it was so funny. That they I don't know came what kind of crazy influence Talk Nintendo Podcast has on games coming, but those are the two games that we both said at our PAX show that these are the we'd love to have on Switch, you know, like that we talked about, that we played. We're um, not saying we have that influence, but we're saying we have that kind of influence, you know? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, uh, this is a, it's called Party Golf, and it's exactly that. It's a party game with a golf 
you know, idea. But, I mean, it's very... Like, it doesn't look I, like I, golf, right? Well, it, it, there's, like, a slogan. I don't know if it's the official slogan that I hear, but it's, like, less golf, more party. <laughs> I like um, that. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, so... Uh, we're walking through the through packs, you know, me, you, Randy, Jill, Caitlin. I, I, or maybe this is when like they were off. I feel like it was me, just me and you and. You know what? I didn't even play and, it. And Jill. Okay, so you were checking out something else. Like I, I definitely. It was, Jill, it was Jill and Randy. That's what it was. Yeah, That's I saw you guys playing it, and like I saw like what it's about, you know. But I believe I might have been doing the VR thing um, when you guys were playing this, but. Oh, yeah, anyway, it looks like so much anyway. fun. Okay, so we're walking through, and uh, this guy named Ian, this Australian guy, he goes, "Hey, you want to play my game?" Like exactly like that, and I'm like, "Sure." Can't say no yeah. to that. I mean, he was like, he was like the salesman of all salesmen, but it, in a funny, like he knew he was just being funny, and uh, you know, he's like, "You two, I, I, I seriously, I don't know why I remember this, but I'm pretty sure he's like, you guys look like people. You want to play a game?" <laughs> I think he said. But anyway, like so he yeah. hands us these PS4 controllers, and uh, we start playing. And he's, you know, giving us the guy, the go, the, the uh, elevator pitch. For. Yeah, there you go. And uh, he's showing us through the game, and it's so simple. So it's a side-scrolling golf game, um, and. Uh, it's just a frantic game where you're all playing to get to the golf hole first, you know, to the whatever. Is it golf hole? Is that what you call it? The, the hole, yeah. The hole, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's it's procedurally generated, uh, each level. Um, and so it's played with literally the analog stick and the A button. And uh, that's it. So you think, like, I was thinking, perfect Joy-Cons, you know what I mean? Uh that's what we were telling him. I was like, I was like, you gotta get this on Switch because it's like perfect for split off Joy Cons. So you you kind of you pull it back, or no no, you aim it, and it's very analog based. Where it's like the further you push the analog stick, the farther it'll go. Um, then you press and you can pick it, and there's a little arch, and then you can shoot it, and you're shooting this ball, and then it lands, and then you keep you know you keep changing your angle and trying to get it. And going kind of like plat, you know, on platforms and stuff, and getting it through, going through all the physics and trying to land in the hole first. Okay. And, and this is say, all simultaneous, go, right? Simultaneous with with three other people. Um, and uh, and I know there's a way. I haven't figured out. I just got it today. I know there's a way to do to do eight people. I'm pretty sure. Uh, now <laughs> this Dude, that is would just, be insane. Eight well, <laughs> eight people. Well, you haven't even heard how insane this is because that is just the tip, like literally the tip of the iceberg. Like seriously. Because this game, I don't know if I've seen a more customizable game in my whole life. And I am serious. It is crazy. Okay, you can play like a billion different combinations of modes and rules and stuff. Like I was just... I haven't even got because I've just kind of been playing the normal stuff, but like, for instance, you can do settings like uh, 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 mines. Like there'll be mine. Like mines will show up, and, and you know if they you can explode, and then you have to start from the beginning. You know, uh, or like you can literally just like one of them is like junk is falling from the sky, <laughs> and it can just hit you. You know, and like so you have to be careful. Uh, 
other stuff like uh, you can change if the walls like the edge of the screen if they if you'll like if you go off the screen you'll die or they'll bouncy mm. you know or if you hit the screen you ricochet uh, or one of them is even if you hit the screen if you hit the outside of the screen it will drop you randomly from up top anywhere on the screen it'll just drop you um, I see one you know, of the, while you're playing on, on the trailer here it looks like they have bombs on the one. And yeah. they're everywhere, so it, it's like it, there's no way to get to the hole unless if you're, you know, blowing up these bombs. So it's just like all the everyone's ball just literally ricocheting and blowing up off these things and going all over the screen. It looks, it looks like exactly. It, it sort of reminds me of like the Smash Brothers of golf. You know what I mean? Like it's just crazy. Oh, hectic. that is yeah, yes. Like you exactly. said, customizable. Like. Per- it, this game looks exactly. like a blast. I mean, no, it's it is. It's it's so much. It's so cool. I mean, I I can't even like okay like just for instance one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen four there's like twenty five like in just a quick count twenty five different literally different categories and each of those categories is filled up of from like three to like twenty different things. That you can put on the thing, like do you understand what I'm saying? Like that's a whole there are lot literally of like 25 by like 20, like of things. Like it, it's insane. You can change how they score. You can change how the terrain looks. Uh, you can. It, it's crazy. Like where the tees are, it, it, race to the middle. It's just it's crazy. Like it really is. It's like I don't even know how they can think of all these things, but uh, it's really cool. Uh, the weird thing is. This is what's boggling my mind, and I'm going to try to figure this out, but as far as I can tell right now, you cannot play with a single Joy-Con. Really? That it's seems like that would have, like, that would be the selling baffling. point. I I am trying to figure this out, but from now, I tried, like, I tried unhooking and just controlling with one Joy-Con, and it just doesn't recognize... Like it'll recognize the one Joy-Con. Like you know how you can go to the out to the main menu mm-hmm. and change your controllers to one. Like that's how you do it to do multiplayer in the in the Neo Geo games. Yep. If and uh, yeah, I do that and I can control it into the game. But then it's just like even if I only have one Joy-Con registered as my controller, it'll just take it as whatever that Joy-Con is as the left or right side, and it won't do anything. Like it w- it will not take it. And it's like. This doesn't make any. I looked at. There's nothing in the settings yet. I I don't know what's going on, but this is a huge problem, for, for the. Well, it's not. It's, it's not so much a problem. I don't as think it is it, like a yeah. huge missed opportunity. Yeah, I was gonna say you it doesn't I mean? sound like it's a problem. But yeah, but like you said, a missed opportunity. Well, because it kind of is a problem when like you when you if you're going to work or you're going somewhere and or like kids playing in the back of the car I mean anything and you you'll have to have another controller yeah I mean, you know that I wonder so you far should, I know you should uh, email gonna, them and be like and ask yeah. like is this coming because well, if not you know I, yeah I, I almost hate to say it right now because there could very well be some option that I haven't seen but I'm you know for now I mean if there is an option it's extremely hard to find so you know so we'll, I, I we'll could see, see I'll, I'll maybe I don't know I would I mean personally I would definitely contact them and just be like, hey, is there an option? And if not, like, is there going to be one day one? Hey, guys, Perry here, editing, and uh, I did email the developer of Party Golf, and there is a way to use a single Joy-Con for the game. 
so you can play it with on the go. Uh, it's kind of weird, but you just have to press the plus button on the main menu, and then it will split each controller up into two. And you can actually use a pro controller as well. Like you can literally like hold both hold both sides and do it. So it's kind of crazy. So, uh, but yes, you can use just one Joy-Con. Just wanted to put that in there. Now you said uh, local play. There is online play though, right? Um, online play? I don't believe so. Not on Party Golf. Mm. I I don't believe so. I'm I'm looking here. Um, no, but there is so much gameplay though. I mean that you can do quick games. There's tons of game modes already like made. Um, like just there's so many different things. Like there's no way you could get bored like quickly with this. Like if you know they they really have so many things here. There's there's you can make your own custom game right. But then there's like these cool trials that I was playing a little bit, and it's like like for instance you have like shot limits like uh uh. Like, uh, okay, like there's one called Spider Ball Unlimited, and so this is so cool. You can, you have, uh, there's like superpowers you can get for your ball. Like, when you shoot it, then you can, like, do this. Like, if you hit, if you hold Y, you can do like a jetpack thing in the air. Oh, wow, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, no, it's crazy. Like, and it's like you can push it in a different direction, like, for a little bit, so. It completely changes how you play. And then so there's a spider ball, which is just like from Metroid, where if you hold B, when you land, it sticks to surfaces. That's really so, cool. And he's, I think actually I'm watching a, uh, like a video, and I think I just saw the spider ball in action. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and it looks like you can actually play defense if you want? Yeah. I Dude, there's so much stuff. It's 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 weird. It, it, <laughs> No, it, 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 I mean, it looks like a it, ton it's, of fun. It, it's amazing. It is. Um, now, one question uh, as far as, have you been playing this multiplayer? Um, I mean, like, yeah. do you think this game has legs if you don't have someone to play with? Absolutely. Um, I think that's uh, a very good question. I I have, I just got it, like, today. And, and I played with Jill for, like, literally five minutes. And we were having fun. And it was because I was just playing in between because I was working today. But, um, oh, yeah, it's for sure plenty of there's so much like I was saying, it's just so there's so much stuff. And there's there is uh, and I'm going to note this in my review, but it's just like a lot like a lot of single player content and it's all single player and it's all multiplayer, you know, which which that you'd expect from a game called Party Golf. But yeah, um, you know what I mean? So but it's just. It's awesome. I'm so glad it's out on Switch, uh, and uh, I'm I'm really excited to get into it more. The the Joy-Con thing is is a little disappointing for right now, but hopefully that's you know, something they can fix up relatively easy. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, yeah. Because I mean, I guess when it gets into it, like with the superpowers, you're using different buttons, but I don't think you're ever using the L or R. So, I, but even if you did, you could still do that on the Joy-Con. So mm-hmm. yeah. I hope they figure it out. Anyway, that's Party Golf. It's on the eShop today. I think it comes out the day that this uh, that this uh, comes out. So, yeah, October 19th, my wife's birthday. Ooh-wee. I know when I'm getting her for her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> for her Switch. Yeah. She has a Switch. Yeah. I'm going to set yeah. it up. You know what game she wants on her Switch? Stardew Valley. Kingdom. Ooh, dude, Stardew Valley might be perfect on hers. 
I think, think she would that. really enjoy it. I think so too. I need to play that with her. That I I, I forget that that'd be a game we could play together. That would be really cool. I'm gonna get that game. Anyway, uh, speaking of Stardew Valley, I believe you wanted to touch on it a little bit. So for this week, you know, pretty light week for me gaming-wise. Um, you know, Mario, we're on the, the brink of Mario, so I'm trying not to spend too much money on any new games. So I've been, sort of been playing what I've got. Um, you know, that coupled with the fact that Stardew Valley sort of has, you know, has its uh, its talons in me a little bit. So I've been playing more of that game. And, I mean, just to sort of reiterate what I said last week, it's... I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm just ending, you know, coming to the end of summer. So I'm going to be moving into fall and then, you know, obviously eventually winter. I'm sort of excited to see what that is because I know, you know, like it's it's tougher, you know, with your animals. You got to make sure that, you know, they're warm and they got enough food and all that stuff. But oh. um, essentially, yeah, I mean, I forget exactly uh, where I touched off on last week as far as on the podcast, but it's just... Uh, it's just a game that sort of gives you like mini milestones and then when you get to that you just want to oh it unlocks three new things you can do and then you can sort of pick one of them and then you go oh, do yeah. that so for instance yeah. um you know I, I've pretty much got to the point where I've got a decent amount of money you know I can afford to up, do upgrades I can afford to buy like a ton of crops and and really start you know as they say you gotta spend money to make money but now that I've got the money, you know what I mean? It's like I could afford, like, an unbelievable amount of plants that I can, you know, plant, harvest, and make more money. <laughs> I can afford an unbelievable amount of plants. I can. Casey Gibson, 2017. And not the illegal kinds. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, when you water your plants, you, you know, you're using your energy and, you know, going one by one with your watering can, it's not really you know, efficient use of your time and energy, you know? So I was like, all right, right there's got to be a more efficient way. So I found, oh, there's a sprinkler. Perfect. Like, I can make those and that'll help me. And this sprinkler was sort of poopy. Um, it's like you put it down and it shoots, uh, you know, pretty much the game is like grid-based, you know what I mean, as far as like when you're planting and stuff. So right. if you put it in one box, it's going to water you know, one uh, one box north, south, east, west. So four total spots it's going to water, which help. it's helpful, of course, you know, but it's like it's not really that good. Um, so then all of a sudden after I'd gotten those, I'm like, oh, there's like, I forget what it's exactly called. It's just a better quality sprinkler. So this one instead, you would put it in one, you know, one box, and I guess it's like more the – Instead of just shooting north and south, it gets the adjacent ones to the top left, top right, bottom right, bottom left. So, therefore, now you're talking about eight areas being watered, you know? Right, right. I was watching this on your... Oh, on the... Vidya. On my Vidya. On a day in the life of Casey on his farm. Yep. Um, That was great. So, essentially, now I'm like, ooh, like, that seems like it could be something you could plan a farm around because it's like, okay... I'll just, you know, it sort of reminds me, I don't know if you've ever played SimCity for uh, for Super Nintendo way back in the day, but essentially, nope. um, I don't know way, why necessarily it works out this way, but pretty much when you build, like, um, buildings, you just, they're, like, just 
blocks of like residential commercial industry and then they just build up you know like people moving and stuff so pretty much what you do is you do it in a donut formation which would be essentially in a, a nine box a nine box grid it would be all of them but the center box so essentially right. now I can plan my farm sort of like that put a sprinkler in the middle and I could just have tons of those boxes set up and then I would never have to water anything and I would be able to you know, make a ton of money and still be able to go out and do other stuff. So, okay. you know, to be be able to do that, now I believe I need gold bars. So it's like, okay, like, essentially I went down, I needed iron for the, the first sprinkler, so I, like, made my way down in the mines, worked there, got to the point where now I can farm iron relatively easily because as you go in the mines, every five levels of the mine is, like, a checkpoint for your elevator. And okay. as you go down, obviously, the materials get better and better, and, you know, it unlocks more things you can craft, which obviously becomes essential when you're trying to, you know, maximize your energy and just how the farm works, you know? So, right. you know, I, I, I accomplished the first goal of getting down there, make the sprinklers, but then I quickly realized, like, okay, now I need to push further because I want to make those really good ones, and then, then I can really... I feel like with those, I would actually be able to really plan out and effectively grow and make a ton of money and continue to upgrade because um, one of my things was I was like, I have enough materials to either upgrade my house, uh, make a barn, or, you know, make my coop bigger and get more chickens and stuff that way. So it's like... Well, you got to get more chickens. Well, that's what I did um, because if you upgrade the house, you get a kitchen in which you can um, cook your food. And then that becomes better because, you you know, when you eat, you regain energy and stuff. Okay. So, essentially, you could do more stuff in a day if you have the food, which you could purchase from town, but it's expensive. So, it's all about, you know, you could pretty much buy anything. Like, I could go buy a bunch of gold ore and make gold bars, but it's, like, stupid expensive and not cost efficient, you know? So, it's, like, it's right. always there to sort of, like, you could take the easy way out, but it's going to cost you, you know? So, it's, like... No, I'm not doing that. I want to. So, is it the easy way? Is it? If you have a lot of money, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, so I mean, it, it's just like a really rewarding loop of like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work to get to this spot, and then when you get there, it's good. But then you realize there's so much better, you know. So it, it's like a, 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 right. a, a right. constantly pushing you in the direction of like, oh. Like, for instance, when I was like, I need to get down and get more ore, this pickaxe sucks, so let me upgrade the pickaxe. Now I've got a better pickaxe, which I can mine things quicker and use less energy, you know? And now I need to work to get that even better to keep pushing deeper in the mines. So it just, everything sort of comes back to, like, comes together very nicely, you know? How it pushes mm -hmm. you forward, like, oh, you get to the point where it's like, oh, this is getting a little tough. Well... I can take care of that by do upgrading this. How do I upgrade this? Oh, I need to go over here and do some things over here. And then right. it just it, it feels very fluid and very nice um, and just really rewarding when you finally do get those things and, and you are starting to see it all come together. But, sure. yeah, I mean, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, like I said, I'm going to probably keep on pushing. It just very, I get into a very, like, oh, I'm playing a little bit. Oh, one more day. Oh, okay, one more day, and it, it just—I know I've said that before, but it, it really does have that kind of grab on you. And like I said, when when you are 
feeling enough reward from doing the the smaller things along the way i think that just it all feeds into itself and and really presents itself very nicely so very very fun game and i really enjoy it and like i said cool. i feel like i haven't even touched on any of like the getting to know the other towns people and um there's uh the town hall you can go in there i really need to go in there because um there're like tasks you could do or like um they're like, oh, get to this point, and you're going to be rewarded like heartily, if you will. And um, that I need to get into there too. But it's just it's tough when you sort of get your mind on one thing and you want to accomplish that. You sort of the other things go to the wayside. Right, right. But as far as something I had not talked about last week, I have been playing a little Super Nintendo game called F Zero. Zero, I love that game. Yes, it's a goodie. Um, I actually, spoiler alert, we uh, I did a mini play for it, so you could probably catch uh, catch that in the coming weeks over on the old YouTube. But um, as far as F Zero goes, ha- so you've played this this version, the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. classic yep. version. No, oh, or, not yet. or no, just the F Zero version in general, like the Super Nintendo version. Oh heck yeah! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this game is crazy good. Um, it's funny. Ah, we quote unquote had this game growing up. I played a lot of it on the Super Nintendo. Um, it was actually my my brother's friend's game, and like he let us borrow it, and uh, he's still letting us borrow it. Um, <laughs> they're not friends anymore, and that, that, this game is now mine. Um, <laughs> right, right. But no, I, I played a lot of it back in the day. So when I when I jumped in, you know, I was like, oh, I'm excited to, you know, play some classic F Zero goodness, some Mode Seven gaming, you know, and uh, you know, I was going through the first track or two, and I'm like, nah, like, all right, like, whatever. I'm on sort of the easiest uh, mode here, but sort of just getting my feet wet again, and then quickly they really ramp up the level of difficulty just by like these crazy courses. Now, each course isn't going to really take a super long time. There are five laps per um, per race, and it's actually cool. Like, when you first start on the first uh, lap, it's like you need to come in the top ten. Like, okay, and then it goes, oh, you need to be in the top seven, then the top five, then the top three, Then you know what I mean? And it might not exactly be that number of breakdown, but they actually eliminate racers after each lap. So you need to make sure you are in a certain spot, you know. You know, when you're pushing towards the final lap, you need to get the top three, otherwise you're eliminated. Right. Which right. I th- it's tough. Yeah, which I thought is it's it's sort of unique, you know. I, I sort of like how it's sort of like, hey, you need to keep up, otherwise, you know, you're not even going to get to finish this race. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It, which is pretty brutal if you really think about it. Mm-hmm. But, now... Like I said, some of these tracks are really tough. They put some serious, like, right right turns, like, right angle turns, you know, 90 degrees. Like, oh, you right. got to do a 180 on a tight spot, and then, you know, there's some racetrack, and then there's a bunch of, like, rubble that slows you down, and then there's a wall that drains your energy if you hit into it. So it's like, Jesus, 
this game's pretty punishing, right. you know, and I was playing on right. the the easier, I don't know if it was the beginner level or just your standard one, but it goes up to expert and master and like, whoo-wee. <laughs> Dude, that would be a good uh, challenge. We should try F-Zero. Some like time trials? Yeah, something like that. that yeah, that'd be great. That would be really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, we gotta do that. Get my butt kicked, but... uh. Oh no, I'm I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah, you say that about all. Yeah, of them. right, dude. You're the fast, crazy guy. The 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 fast fast racing. Fast, fast RMX. RMX. Yeah, yeah. You you're crazy at that. So yeah. Well, what what's cool about this one is um as later installments in the F Zero franchise uh, will have it. You know, you sort of play that balancing act of like. Oh, oh, my my shield is also my power, you know, my my boost button. So you play that sort of fine line of how far do I push the boost, you know, while jeopardizing my my the integrity of my shield, you know. So yeah. this game does not do that. This game just gives you a boost for every lap that you finish, and you can store up to three of them at a time. So it's a little different. Um, I think it probably would be. I'm assuming sort of difficult to um, program in the the newer style of that your your power and your boost is sort of t- linked together. You know, I don't know if that yeah. would have been difficult to achieve on the Super Nintendo, but no. I mean, this game's really fun. There are I think um, I think there's five races per cup as well, and because uh, I remember, you know, obviously our mini plays. You know, you usually try and keep them like ten to fifteen and. I was like, oh, okay, like, oh, last race here, and they, they just kept, like, being more races, and I was like, dang. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, this game's super fun. If you haven't played it and you do have uh, the SNES Classics, definitely worth a shot. Um, I believe you can get it on Virtual Console as well, yep. right? Yep, it was one of the 30-cent games Yeah. So d- on Wii U. Oh, and, perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's not 30 cents now, but... It's, I'm sure it's on 3DS, too. Yeah, Virtual Console service on the Wii, the Wii U, and on the new 3DS. So, so cool. And on and the, SNS And then the classic, yeah. So, I mean, Woo-wee. if you are interested at all in this uh, in F-Zero, you know, if you'd maybe played some of the newer ones but hadn't gone back to the roots, uh, definitely worth checking out. It, it's different yeah. than the other ones, yeah. but still a lot of fun. Fun fact, apparently Super Mario Kart was originally planned as f-zero 2 oh really yeah and then they're like let's make cool? it way slippier <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep anyway well thank you for talking about those games casey uh stardew valley and f-zero i i, I always want to keep put something after it but nope it's just f-zero <laughs> yeah ju- yeah no I, I went i looked too i was like does it have a surname um yeah no it super fun man Good old cool. Super Nintendo. Yep, it's a good system. Uh, speaking of a good system, let's take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to run over everything that has come up on the eShop. You might say we are going to round them up. And you might see a return of one of everyone's favorite consoles of all time. It's the Wii U, guys. Oh,
back, and it is that time of the week. Yes, sirree, Bob. It's the old eShot Roundup. The eShot Roundup. Yeehaw. Yeah, and what better way to start off the eShop Roundup with the Wii U eShop downloads. We back, baby. We back. Yeah. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. Don't you wish that we could have some more TurboGrafx-16 games? And my answer is yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe uh, one might even say we've got a smorgasbord of games. That's right. There's three TurboGrafx-16 games on the Wii U. The first one being Legend of Hero Tanma. $5.99. And this is a what I titled a chunky sprited platformer and it it just it looks like that's what it is some big old sprites I, I'm yep. the one screen here on Nintendo's site is amazing um, your little guy he's sort of like it almost looks like he's jogging in place and then there's just this big old skeleton with a big old sword and like he's got like a breastplate on and then the, like one piece of armor on his one leg and that's it mm-hmm I bet he's a real hard ass you know yep yep so you may not check pass. that out i wonder how many downloads that's gonna get i hope uh a few yeah well i hope a lot i hope a hundred thousand downloads yep taken away who needs a switch when you got the turbo graphics 16 via wii u emulation <laughs> Now, next up, we have Digital Champ Battle Boxing. Mm. $5.99. Now, this is like a punch-out game. Yeah, it looks pretty much almost just like it. Well, you, you know, not quite, but... Yeah, if you if you shuffle through the pictures, it's hilarious. <laughs> the There's guy just... laying on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks like you, you somehow punched all of the bones out of him, and he's just like a, like a sack a of pile meat. of skin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great. So check that out if you like Punch Out. There you go. It looks it looks nice. Um, next up we have to end our smorgasbord, Moto Rotor, Woo! for five ninety nine. Uh, this is just your standard top down racer, you know, like those those RC like the RC games, RC Pro. Kind of reminds me of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool thing I saw in there is you can like buy and select parts for your car though. Oh, okay, um, that's pr- that's pretty cool yeah. for um, yeah, for like a, a turbo graphics old... game. Yeah, know? for sure, for sure. So, five ninety nine. There you go. But we're done with the virtual console, and it's time to move on to the one game that I had no clue was coming to Wii U. That just came out on Switch. Yes, I was surprised to see this too. We've got Volgar, the Viking. Yeah. I was yeah I was uh I know that obviously like you said came out in the Switch but uh, it's good to see that there you know what it, I wonder if this was a game that was originally just planned for the Wii U and then you know maybe development mm-hmm. took a little bit longer and they're like well we better bring it on over to the Switch as well but yep and they're like maybe we should just bring it to Switch first <laughs> yeah I mean it looks pretty cool it's got some some big old beautiful sprites yeah and um. Yeah, from from what I hear, it's a, a difficult game, right? It's supposed to sort of be a real challenge. Yeah, I, Jared Rosenberg, uh, he reviewed it on the site, and I think, let's see, one of his, uh, yeah, I got it right here. One one of his uh, like 
negatives or cons, or the only con is it's harder than most games you've played in your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. So, but that'll do it for the Wii U, and it's time to move on to the 3DS. Yes, sir. And just a couple here. We kick it off with Little Adventure on the Prairie for two dollars and ninety nine cents. Okay, now. now. <laughs> Little Adventure on the Prairie. Now, can you read the first bullet of what they, how they described the game? First off, by the way uh, that you repeated that title name, I was like, oh no, did I freaking re like mess up reading this again? Oh no, you didn't. Not a you second did. week in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So venture through twelve levels of pure slaughter. <laughs> That's what it says. Which is funny when you hear a little adventure on the prairie, you'd think it'd, it'd be more of like maybe a, ha- a happy. I'm literally fun thinking adventure. of Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, I'm thinking of something more like like a Stardew Valley, you know, like very oh like yeah. upbeat, cheery. Venture no. through twelve levels of pure slaughter. Slaughter. Now this is uh, a short and fun platforming adventure game, That's and exactly what it looks like. Now the, f- what I'm gonna say here, is whoever came up with these the three screenshots for the Nintendo website. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to call for anyone's job or anything, but I would maybe reconsider letting them pick the screenshots for this because. The first screenshot is literally um, just it looks like the title screen, which is mm-hmm. uh, which uh, is awful and as ugly as you could ever imagine. Yeah, it's like a checkered green, like dark green, light green checker. Um, it says start on the bottom screen, and then just a little red ribbon that says the little adventure on the prairie. The <laughs> second screenshot is the same exact uh, screen, except instead of start on the bottom, it just says stage one, and then four big blue buttons. And then the third picture <laughs> is just this character on like a grassy field, and that's it. Like not, I don't see any slaughter here. Is uh, is I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing that. I uh, know, and it, I, I'm just gonna say it. I'm sorry. It does not look good. Like the look of it does not look good. I just think it's it looks super compressed and yeah. So uh, it might be it might play fun, but. Yeah, they they're not doing a good job of of getting it out there. Yeah, making it look appealing to the people, you know. Right. Now you might not know it, but a retail I figured this is retail. A brand new retail game came out for the 3DS. Oh, it's and a it's a biggie one too. Yeah, uh, that is Etrian Odyssey Five, Beyond the Myth, for thirty nine ninety nine. Now. You've played Etrian Odyssey, right? Or no? Yes. All right. Okay. So my I've played <clears throat> two Etrian Odyssey games. One's not an Etrian Odyssey game. Um, it's Persona Q, which is essentially it's it's like a Etrian Odyssey wrapped in Persona clothing. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, and I really love that game. It was so much fun, and I loved it. Uh, I Did think you beat it. Yeah, I th- and it was like seventy hours. It's like insane how many. Yeah. And it was one of those games when I look back at how many hours I played, I was like, I feel like I barely like I remember playing that game, and I don't ever once remember thinking like, oh wow, this is really long. I wonder when it's over, you know. Weird. But when I played Etrian Odyssey four, 
Um, I played it for a little bit, and my god, dude, I don't know what it was. It was, like, painfully difficult. Um, like, like, I was enjoying it, and I was working my way through, and it was just, like, I got to a, a point, and I was like, I, I don't know what to do. It's like, I feel like I'm doing the right thing, but I couldn't do it, and uh, I eventually fell off. Um, for those who don't know, it's like, what's cool is it's like you traverse these dungeons and, like, these areas, and you lay out the map on the bottom screen. So, it's, uh, first person on the top screen, and you move, like, block by block, and on the bottom screen, you can, like, you map, like, you draw the walls, you can mark where enemies are, where, you know, oh, this chest I can't open, but I want to come back here, you know? So, I really like that element of it. It's first person on the top screen? Yeah. So, it's, like, dungeon now, crawling like, first person. Is it, like, polygonal? Um, I believe so. It's, it's like, um... I don't know five what the newest one looks like. Like, is it like stagnant things on the screen? Like, is it just, or are they moving around and can you freely move? Um, you move like so when you move one block, like say there's an enemy in front of you, he would move. He, like each, there are enemies that can move two blocks per turn, or you know whoever distance they do. But essentially, like if you move, like they would make a move, and then you'd be like. If, if they block an area and you don't want to fight them, it's like, oop, I gotta turn around and then work my way the other way, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, it is polygonal, okay. like, the enemies, like, you see them come up to you, but... Okay. And then you, like, get into, like, a battle with them. Gotcha. But what's, uh... What I don't like, at least about 4, was you made your party. Okay. I, in RPGs, like, I like when they make the characters, you know? I, I don't want to personally make my own team. Like I want, like I want you guys to have made a story with characters that I can care about, you know. Not like, oh, I just like, oh, you could pick a couple of these different avatars and you can give them a name and their class, you know. Yeah. That's generally yeah. not my cup of yeah. tea, but, but yeah. yeah me either. Uh, Zach Miller, I believe, wrote the review for Nintendo World Report. Yes. So check that out. He he uh, he he gave a good score. Yes, so. sir. It's 3DS. Now, speaking of 3DS, it's time to switch over to the Switch download. And the first one we have is 88 Heroes, 98 Heroes Edition. <laughs> what a name. Which is That's a great name. This is for the quite expensive price of $29.95. Not messing yeah. around. Yeah. Um, I've, heard, I've heard mixed reviews on this game. I, I think David... David did the review. <laughs> it's a safe bet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I remember not hearing good things about it. I, but I think, I thought the pixel art looked really nice and cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it no, looks nice. Yeah, I've heard. I think, I think the idea is once you die, you move on. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Like, every time you die, you have a new hero. And, there's, and then once you run out of heroes, though, I think, like, you just keep on that last hero... Every time you die, it's like a game over, but you just keep going on that last hero or something. It's weird. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. It, it personally didn't really interest me too much, but... No. Maybe like on a, like a huge sale, you know? Like but faux free? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> eh, probably not even then. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, me either. Uh, but it wouldn't it be... It wouldn't a, be a week. <laughs> you beat me to it, you dog. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was trying to. <laughs> Go ahead. It wouldn't be an episode of Talk Nintendo Podcast if you didn't have a hearty news section and a Neo Geo release for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and this week we've got the King Can't of Fighters, which I feel like has already been released five times for the Switch. <laughs> but here's another one coming in at that price that you all know and love, $7.99. <laughs> more fighting action on the Neo Geo. What more I could you hope for? I love that price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when it's anything other than. Yeah. I, yep. The King of Fighters. I, it's like the. It's it's such a stereotype. That what you just said. It's like, I really thought that that game had released seriously like five times, but probably because it was two, three, four, five, and six that it had released before it. <laughs> But, uh, in like, anyway. but it was like, oh, three came out, then two, then five, then four, then one. It's, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Yep. Now, next up we have Square Boy versus Bullies Arena Edition. Now, this is four ninety nine. Uh, this is like a beat 'em up game, uh, and you can download a free version on your phone. Mm. And I did that. I wanted to see it because I kind of I like the cool the the pixel art and the character uh, design's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, you just like this like they look like thing. little like blocks of tofu. <laughs> yeah, yep, there you go. And uh, it's just funny, but I don't know if it was just because of other reasons. But I tell you what, <laughs> I started playing this twice. The first time I played it, I got like a headache and had to stop playing and went to bed. Jeez. It was like so boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I think it's because I just I I I don't know what, but then I was like, okay, I might have been really tired that day, you know, and it just wasn't, you know, and on my stupid phone and touch screen controls are awful. And then I played it I tried to play it again and the same exact thing happened. <laughs> oh man. So this game might be uh uh cursed or something but i don't know but uh i definitely would rather prefer on switch for sure with the the real controls instead of like it kind of emulates game boy controls on the phone like it it kind of makes your phone look like a game boy okay that's sort of cool yeah. I like that. It, yeah yeah it is but it's like touchscreen controls are just awful mm. just awful so yeah i can agree um, with that yeah anyway speaking of square box things We've got Unbox Newbie's Adventure. Now, and this uh, is for the budget price of twenty nine ninety nine. That ain't no budget price, baby. Nope. Now, is this a retail game? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, it looks like it. Yeah, I'm on the site. You could buy it physically from Amazon for thirty nine ninety nine if you'd like. Oh my goodness. Now. I was talking to Justin Nation, and, uh, yeah, he did not have two, two kind of words to say about this game. Oh, man, I just, like, everyone on staff was, like, saying is like, the worst game ever. Oh, look, look at this, I'm seeing on right? the, the page, too. Digital, uh, release was, you know, October 12th. Physical release is November 11th. So, you, you can't buy it physically yet. But you can. Yeah, I don't know, like you said, the screenshots... Like, it looks very colorful and, and sort of cool, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I haven't heard very good things, and, um, yeah, I don't know. Seems like one I would uh, probably end up skipping 
especially at such a huge price. Right. Right. Um, anyway, weird. So, but, next up, Neon Chrome, baby. $14.99. Yes. Top-down cyberpunk shooter, like I was talking about. Roguelike, for sure. Um, I really like it. Fifteen, Totally worth 15 bucks. Sweet. I think. Sweet. Yeah. Next yeah, up, no. we've got a little game that was, uh, I don't know if you remember from the Nindies spotlight thing that uh they did at pax or right before pax and that is wolverblade for 19.99 this is a side-scrolling beat-em-up game uh with some sort of cool uh graphics although i get uh, it's i'm torn on like this graphical although this one i guess this one's sort of cool because it sort of has that like flashy art style yeah but not quite I don't know. It looks pretty cool. Um, but to be honest with you, I haven't really heard too much about the impressions on the game. I don't know if you, you've heard anything. Um, nope. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I've... No, I've heard it's really good, and it gets really hard, but that's it. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, if anyone's playing it, right on in. Giddy up. Now, next up, we have Casey's favorite game. Which I have not yet played. <laughs> Which is what? Yono and the Celestial Elephants. Yeah. For $14.99. Jinx, you owe me a Pepsi. I'm not buying you a Pepsi. <laughs> I never will. I'm just kidding. If we're, if we're I'll, I'll buy a Pepsi. So I don't really care that much. <laughs> I'm not going to buy a Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, right. Anyway. You're holding your fist. You're like, I'll never buy. I'm not going to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said that, and then I thought, nah. Nah, I'll buy you a Coke, because you can drink a Coke. Nope. I'll throw it right on the ground. You said you like Coke. Not anymore. I hate it. <laughs> but no, what I don't hate is Ze Zelda Elephant. Zelephant? <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. Um, a cute little elephant game. Uh, again, people probably saw it on that spotlight if you watched it. Um, yeah. Very cute. Elephant's really cute. Now, this game, I've heard it was uh, delightful and and seemed to be a lot of people enjoyed it, but its one knock is it is pretty easy. Um, you know, like, yeah. the puzzles aren't too difficult. For the most part. And the, I think they get a little difficult at the end, but yeah. But yeah, but even to a point where it sounds like more, like, difficult in comparison, you know what I mean? Right. right. So, if you're looking yeah. for a nice, sort of enjoyable, cute game, I think uh, it's worthwhile, but... It's one of those games I still would like to check out, but it's sort yeah. of just with so many games coming out right now, I'm going to probably hold off on that one. But eventually one day I, I will probably be playing that game. Yeah, I think uh, hearing the reviews, it's like I'm still going to get the game, but probably on the first sale. Yeah, you drop that down that. to like 10 bones, be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, now last up we have our last selection on the, uh, the, the old, uh, what is this? The, the old e shop, baby. <laughs> I'm staring at the YouTube salute. Thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, now this is this is gonna be my uh, my challenge for for the viewers. I, I want to hear about this game, the viewers, the listeners. Well, I guess if you're watching the YouTube video, uh, the Flame in the Flood Complete Edition for fourteen ninety nine. Uh, this is a gorgeous polygonal survival game, uh, and uh, 
I, it, it's really cool. Like, I mean, it, I just if you look at it, it's you have you're on this boat and and you're going to different islands and setting up stuff. I think it has kind of like a don't starve kind of idea to it, and then you know uh, just survival in general. I think that probably has roguelike elements when you get down to it. Yeah, I, th- like I think I remember that. Um, no, this game looks really cool. It does. I it wish. Does look really good. I wish I had more time. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, um, it's, it's same with me. I was. I almost got it. It's like, well, yeah. I'm gonna be reviewing a bunch of stuff, so it's just like you know. Th- this um, one would, for me, would probably go on that list of will pick up on a sale slash yep. when I have time. You know. Yep. Yep. Because it really, like you said, it looks gorgeous. Um, I've also heard very good things about it. I, now, I believe Neil wrote the the website for this one, right? Uh, yeah, wrote the he, website. Uh, wrote the review for the website. Oh, did he write the review? I know he had the interview on. Uh, I don't remember seeing the review for it. I'm sure it's there. I just can't he, remember. Maybe he's working on it. Um, no, maybe, I, I maybe believe. Is. Yeah, cause, uh, I remember seeing that up there. But yeah, no, it looks really cool. Um, I'm definitely interested. Like I said, it, I just need like about one more day a week that I don't have any obligations, you know, and then I can finally get around <laughs> yeah. to all these sweet games I want to play. You mean like if you didn't do this podcast? <laughs> it, it, not even that. Like uh, like a full day. I need a full wake yeah. up at nine in the morning, go to bed at like two, three in the morning, and just play games <laughs> all day. With a Pepsi break in between. Pepsi and Red Bull all day, baby. Just be caffeine out of my, my gourd. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I would really love to hear. I'm sure our some listeners have got this, so please write in, even if it's just like a sentence. This game stinks. Something. Yeah. <laughs> this stinks on ice. <laughs> and you know, if it stinks flood, on like ice, them. it must really stink, you know. Right. Gotcha. Well, I, that... I I remember back in the day, like I knew that saying, but I never really stopped to really think about what it meant. But, like, man, if something stinks and it's on ice, you better throw that You're thing right. away. <laughs> and on that note, uh, it's we're done with the eShop Roundup, and it's time to go to the YouTube Saloon. The fresh-smelling YouTube Saloon. That's right. It's always fresh. You know why it's fresh? Because me and Casey get up, we bale the hay, we feed our stock, our- and we make sure... That we get home to our ladies. Yes, sir. Now, you know what's actually funny? Now, the first thing we have up here, the mini play, as I mentioned before, is a day on the life of my farm in Stardew Valley. And it's actually sort of funny because the uh, the little like bar and restaurant area in Stardew Valley is actually called Stardew Saloon. Yes, I saw that. I was like, heck yes. Yeah, so sort of fitting. Beautiful. Very fitting. Yeah, so pretty much I just go through a, a day in the life of uh, of Stardew Valley. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, sort of fun. I like it. And then... Yeah, I loved it. I loved watching it. Because, I, I mean, I'm probably one of the only people that has never really watched a day, you know, on there. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I, I a lot think, of other people haven't seen it. But. I think it gave a, a good representation of sort of what an average yeah. day might consist of, you know? There are there is so much. So, you know, like it just, you showed off all the systems and it's like, and like you're discovering stuff on the same spot. But yeah, I like just, I like to see like the fishing and, and, and all that jazz. There's so much stuff. Yeah, super fun, man. But, yeah. And then uh, our challenge this week was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe 
200 cc. Yeah, we we which was wrapped so it much up, fun. I, I just can't say how much I loved doing those Mario Kart challenges. I, I loved that game. Yeah, that was a nice throwback to uh, to get back in there and just have some fun. I mean, we played quite a bit, and man, that game's awesome. Right. It was um, awesome on the Wii U, and but, it's awesome on the Switch. That's right. And that'll do it for the YouTube Saloon. The YouTube Saloon. Piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> I like All righty, and it is time for the old... News Talk. With Casey Gibson. The old News Talk. Okay. Now, I don't want to uh, set expectations <laughs> too high, but we have got ourselves a hearty helping of some Woo! Nintendo news, and there we kick it off. There are potatoes. There are, there is beef chunks. And there's a whole side of peas. Mm. And I believe some breaking news that during this recording that came out, which is pretty incredible. So Yeah, that, we've got that for the very end Woo. to wrap us up here. But... Let's get into... Which is obviously old news by now, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into some sports news. Um, the NBA season Joy. just started up last night as of recording uh, this week, earlier this week if, when you're listening to it most likely. And during that, they actually debuted the NBA 2K Switch commercials on opening night. So I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Now, I shouldn't say they debuted it. They, they very well could have played these earlier. But it was... Um, highlighted and I, I saw like the the end screen where they showed you know the versions of the games and they showed that big old beautiful switch in the dock right next to it um pretty cool stuff so it's good to see i mean that was probably that more, is really cool that was probably more 2k than nintendo but i mean they yeah, could have though like they could have very well just been like hey here's nba 2k's out and like yeah it's for these systems but it was cool that they highlighted the switch in there you know super cool probably because they went to so much work to get that version too mm, and that you know system I mean? baby and it's the best system of all time but yeah that's really cool uh this next bit of news is awesome uh, and that is Redbox, the blockbuster killer <laughs> now carries switch games uh now that's awesome. I mean, I think that is it like two bucks a day to or um, a buck fifty. It's, it's either I a buck fifty or two bucks. I forget exactly. To be honest I with you, I think DVDs are a buck and Blu-rays are a buck fifty, and games are two. I think. I, I was gonna say I've rented one game from Redbox in my life. Um, I have it, rented two. It was Soul Caliber Five, I think. Because I remember, because mm-hmm. we really, like, my roommates and I in college played a ton of Soul Calibur 4, and it was, like, the most incredible thing ever, you know? So it was like, oh, new Soul Calibur, and it was a letdown. But good thing I didn't yeah. pay a ton of money on it. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, I want to Yeah, video say, games are $2 a day. I want to say that the, the two times I have I have uh, rented one, I you rent, a lot of times you can just go there, and it'll be like, you want to add a free game? To, and and I that's what I did both times. I was like, heck yeah! Like, yeah, and I tried sure out do. some games. <laughs> I remember I tried out Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five, which was just hilariously bad. And then uh, um, uh, Tra- Transformers Devastation, and I tr- and I, I just remember getting the, for Xbox One because uh, it's like, hey, it's free, you know, and like, <laughs> why not? And I it was fun doing it. So I'm just saying, look forward to that. 
I envision you playing like one, like not even an hour, like literally like half hour, and be like, I'm going back to the store right this second, yeah, <laughs> just to I return it. You know, I think I did. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, yeah, no, that that's pretty cool. Uh, I could see myself um, taking advantage of that with like all these other like L.A. Noir, like games like that, where it's like yeah. I want to play it. But I don't know if I really want to spend all that money on it and then like playing right. it for a little bit and then just for like a day, you know, and then just to give me an idea if I want to, you know, sort of take the plunge. Right. But right. yeah, great stuff. Now, what was cool that happened this week, um, an interview was posted by uh, Bethesda and id Software, the guys who make Doom. And, you know, they were talking about Doom um, and how they were making it and how they're optimizing it for the Switch and all that jazz. You know, the one guy was like, I didn't have a PC. Um, so, I, you know, my first time playing Doom was actually Doom 64. So, for him, it was sort of cool to see, like, you know, it started for me on a Nintendo console. Now we're bringing Doom back to Nintendo. Um, right. And at the very end of the little interview, it's about six minutes. Um, if you are interested, I think it's a, a good watch. So, But they gave us a release date. And it is coming out November 10th. Unbelievable. So soon. Yeah, that is. It's like a like a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, it just bonkers. And it, that the, I mean, pretty much from the end of October all the way through the end of the year, we have big games coming. But just to give you a little context, Doom comes out the 10th. So does Snipperclips Plus. And then L.A. Noir comes out the 14th, and then Skyrim comes out the 17th. So, third parties, you know, obviously Snipperclips isn't necessarily third party, but third parties hitting hard in uh, in November. Yeah, I, it's that's crazy. Like, it's so crazy that Doom, L.A. Noir, and Skyrim are a week. <laughs> it's a busy week. One week. Wow. And, and people were wondering, like, remember, like, no, Nintendo doesn't have any November games. What are they going to do? Yep. They're handing the baton to the third parties. Third and parties, yeah, baby. Haven't been able to say that in forever. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Now, speaking of third parties, Kirby Battle Royale it has a release date. Yes, it does. What is it? It is January 19th, 2018. Yeah, so I thought that was sort of cool. Um... Nintendo, like, posted an image pretty much of, like, all the great games coming out in... Yeah, it looks awesome, too. ...the next, however. So that was actually how that one got its release date, which I thought was sort of funny. But, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a game I'm going to personally really want to play. Uh, that's a 3DS game, so, you know, that one will probably fall to the wayside for me. But for people out there who are interested, nice to get a date. Now... Yep. This next piece of news I find absolutely hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, we Monopoly, we, we all saw that it was coming, and to me, I was thinking it would, like, I had Monopoly for Super Nintendo back in the day, and you know what I mean, like, obviously the production values really? weren't, yeah. Is there one on Super Nintendo? Yep, I remember, I played the crap out of that thing. And it was that like, sounds awesome. pretty bare bones, you know what I mean, like, no real bells and whistles, like, it was like your pretty standard Monopoly board on like a little TV, pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. This one actually looks pretty cool. Like the graphics, like the the it looks like the build, like the houses and the hotels are constructed on the virtual board, and it looks sort of cool. I'm like, all right, all right. Like, what you got, Monopoly? <laughs> what you got? And then they're like, it's coming out on Halloween, and I'm like, all right, all right. 
in a, in a couple All weeks. Right, huh? spookier. And then they're like, the only, th- yeah, the, the scariest thing on Halloween is going to be the price tag for this game. $39.99. Yeah. Jesus. Mm. Yeah. They might have two sales worldwide. We'll see. Because here's the thing. This is a retail game, right? Um, I actually, I yeah, for forty dollars it better be. And I'm thinking, uh, holiday yeah, this buy, year. Yeah, you could buy a physical. Thinking about the holiday this year, and uh, you know, and and stupid, well, you know, stupid, nice mothers and fathers, uninformed. Yeah, they they don't realize that's not a very good price. Uh, and uh, yeah, and grandmas. Have Whoa. you seen the screenshots? Oh, what is this Doom? Oh dear, we can't buy that. Get Monopoly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's ten dollars cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> or or twenty. I I I guess Doom is probably yeah. full price. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, I mean, like I said, I'm looking at the screens, and it actually looks like cool. I, I really like the presentation. Um, and honestly, like I could see, like I like Monopoly personally. I you know, but. For forty bucks, it, honestly, I think it, like fifteen would have been a sweet spot. But like twenty dollars, you know, like the cost of like if you wanted to go out and buy the board, you know, is probably mm-hmm. twenty bucks. That's how much it should well, be. Forty or, bucks, little little cray cray. Or fifty cents at a garage sale or thrift store. But yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it is. I I, I was actually kind of expecting it to be that, um, honestly, because I knew it was retail. And I figured that it's it kind of has a cool idea of it, it can be played as an actual board game, you know. So like I like sitting on the table and like with Joy Cons and stuff. So I don't know. I thought it's kind of a cool thing, but yeah, it's like I'm not. It's not for me, but yeah. I think it's good for for the uninformed, as you said. <laughs> but yeah, um, cool. Uh, now something that's kind of cool. Uh, there's a sales tab now. On the Switch eShop, so now you can, because usually there's just one tab, there's just, these are the games, and then every week they're brand new because they're all shuffled off, <laughs> but uh, now you can see games that have sales going on, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, that's always a nice thing, you know, uh, when you want to jump in on there and sort of maybe catch a game past you by on, on a good price, it's nice that uh, we'll at least now be able to do that pretty easily. Right. Yep. Now, um, this next bit of news um, sort of seems to be like the the ongoing theme with indie games. Um, the people, the developers from The Flame in the Flood, which, uh, a game we just talked about earlier, says um, that they have had great success on the Switch. Day one sales have beaten all other formats. And, you know, in just a... I remember at the time of reading the article, it was like... It, the sales exceeded in just a couple days what they were expecting in a couple weeks or months, you know what I mean? So it's nice yeah, to I think see... Yeah, said day one sales. Yeah, so it's nice to see all these um, all these indies finding a, a nice home and, you know, getting tons of sales on the Switch. People want to play games on their Switch and, you know, bring your indie games over and there's a good chance people are going to want to play it. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like I said, write in if you know that. But you, you know what's it. not finding any more success? That's right. Lego Dimensions. 
Another one bites the dust. Dun, dig it, dun, 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 dun. Another one another bites one. the dust. Yeah, another one gone, Don't and another one bus. gone, and another one bites the dust. Have you heard the Weird Al version of that song? <laughs> um, probably at some point, but I can't remember. I don't want to ride the, the bus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Lego Dimensions is apparently it's leaving. Even though I feel like, out of anything that should have succeeded, I feel like Lego Dimensions had the leg up. But you know, what, but yeah, but it. You know what it is? Just because it was like they have like all those IP crossovers. You know what I mean? Yeah. With like Batman and all that, it it, it seemed like it was uh, primed to to do it. But honestly, I think just the Toys to Life was a, a great fad for a couple years, and then people realized, yeah, this is really cool, but I don't want to spend all this extra money on the physical DLC right. to unlock things. And well, yeah, see, that's why I was thinking about the Lego Dimensions is that they actually get real Legos with it, which is cool you know what i mean like that concept is is cool yeah if you're a little kid um, and you like it was legos just so yeah yeah exactly but it, it's just it was so expensive yeah that's I, the um, thing that i thought but i guess all legos are expensive oh yeah legos are stupid expensive man um i actually i got lego dimensions um for christmas a couple years ago and I think I ended up buying one. What are you doing to that dog over there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, that dog upstairs barks like crazy sometimes. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, no, Sorry. it's no, it's cool. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a fun game, but honestly, it plays pretty similar to other LEGO games where you don't need to buy a bunch of extra stuff, you know? Like right. if you wanted to play LEGO City uh, or I, I can't think of the other LEGO game. Right, but yeah, but it's it, I, I, the concepts are cool. I wish Nintendo would do something like that with the amiibo. Oh, it would be amazing because I just wish they would. I would be like, I'd be able to buy the game and then not have to worry about buying any other amiibo. Like, yeah. oh, I'm I'm already stocked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I know. I, I hope. I really hope that game's coming. But I, they're still making amiibo and stuff. And the way they do it, you know, it's such a smart idea because they just release one every, you know, and it's just. And let's be serious, if you're buying, like, I want to say probably 98% of the people buying Amiibo, they aren't buying them because they care what they do in the game as much as they just want a cool Nintendo figure, and like, oh, like, cool added perk, like, oh, okay, like, it unlocks this in a game, like, cool. Yeah. But I I feel like that does not factor into anyone actually buying an Amiibo, you know? Right, right. And that's why they're still able to do it while all these other ones are sort of biting the dust. Mm-hmm. Yep, and speaking of biting dust, ARMS 3.2 update is live, and it has added a new badge feature, uh, and it, a recent replays feature, and uh, fixed other issues, and even showed off a new character. Mm. Yeah, th- th- this new character, I, th- I, don't, I can't tell... Uh... If it's literally a new character or just... It seems like it's a little bit of a riff on Springman. Um, his name is Springtron. <laughs> and uh, in, or- in order to fight him uh, in the Grand Prix, you can't lose a single round all the way through and then right before Max Brass is uh, an area in which you would end up going to fight him instead of going right to Max. And uh, I guess he has a, like an AoE uh, area of effect attack that, um, that any arms that you send out 
and upon defeating him, you get a badge for 200 coins, if uh, and he isn't unlocked. So I don't know if they maybe sort of plan in a future patch, sort of ha- like how they were like, hey, now you can play yeah, as Brad they will. Max. Brass oh, Max, sure. but yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I can't wait for the <clears throat> anime to come out too, or whatever. Oh, yeah, the, the graphic novel. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be awesome. So Now you know what I can't wait for. Oh, does it rhyme with Cario-Dodacy? It sure does. Cario-Codacy. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, Mario Casey, Odyssey, baby. See, I, you know, you're from New York, but you say Mario like... Yeah, you know, not Mario. You know, I was just thinking, why is there even like a debate about this? Do you know why there's no debate? Because Mario says his name all the time. <laughs> but I guess And he says Mario. But I guess back in the day before N64, like was there ever a sound bite of him saying that? I don't know. You know, but ma- it doesn't matter because there's no debate anymore. Well, now, of course, no. But no, you- but no, 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 people still say Mario oh, and they because still like it's insist been in- that that's what it is. Cuz it's been ingrained in their heads. No, how They've has been, it been ingrained in their head? No, no, these are people that are younger than me. Oh, well, then they're just a bunch that, of gyms. Okay, exactly. But uh, let me just... He says Super Mario. He doesn't say Super Mario. He says it's Mario. It's me, Super Mario. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, just, it's weird. So, so, so anyway. that really grinds your gears, huh? Well, it just hit me. I was like, wait a second. There's no debate about this. He says it in every single game. So I'm thinking so, I might just start saying Mario. <laughs> you can. No, I'm not a gym. Uh, but anyway, Super Mario Odyssey scores are starting to trickle out a little bit, and uh, you know from the magazine publication. So obviously, you know they're gonna yeah, get it got the games. An, an okay score from Edge and a, a mediocre d- a, at best. Famitsu. A mediocre score from Famitsu, yeah. Yeah, so it got a 10 out of 10 from Edge and a 39 out of 40 from Famitsu. And uh, just to sort of give you a little bit of context for the other 3D Mario games, um, 64 got a 39 as well, Sunshine got a 38, Galaxy got a 38, Galaxy 2 got a 37, 3D Land got a 38, 3D World got a 38, and obviously uh, Odyssey, as we just said, got a 39. Now, So it's the highest ranked one It's the high, yeah for 3Ds. Now, why don't you tell people what got a 40 out of 40 perfect score from Famitsu? New Super Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers. <laughs> oh, Wii. Yeah, for the Wii. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is, is funny great, because... a fantastic game. Oh, no, that's a great game, no doubt about it, but I would rank it lower than probably all of those other games. Mm, maybe. Yeah, I had such a fun time <laughs> with that because I, I played through that whole game with with Jill and my friend and it was so much fun but yeah no I, I yeah I mean the, the that's a game I would like to I, I never actually completed all the way through uh, well you should play it see it's one of those things you know that's like it, it, when you multiplayer games we've talked about before it's just kind of in a different setting where it's just like you have so much fun with multiplayer games you know and it's like oh, the memories sure. can just for sure. affect that so but yeah that's cool anyway 39 out of 40 that's not bad not not too shabby at all not too shabby three tens and a nine so. well like i said i I, th- I think only 25 games in uh in, in the magazine's history have gotten a perfect score so 
it's not necessarily an easy thing to accomplish. Right. Now, I have a little funny little news thing here that's weird. Um, apparently, I don't know who is – I don't know if this has been official. Is this official, this next news, or is it just kind of like hearsay? Um, From what I've – like – Reading the U.S. Gamer report, like they, they pretty. It sounds like they credit it to this, okay. you know. Well, so apparently, because Casey dumped dumped his Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga 3DS ROM online, that uh, now smaller outlets won't receive uh, review codes until launch day. <laughs> yep, yep. I, I ruined it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how. How do you even do that? No, well, I can't tell you. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> then my secret's out of the bag. Um, <laughs> no, I, I. For the record, I did not leak that. No. Um, no, Casey I, is I, not smart enough to do yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know how to dump ROMs. Um, yeah, I, I guess what's weird is, like, why would I, I don't know if you're gonna like say you want to dump a ROM because I don't know if you just want to be a jerk or you're just like I, you know, I don't, I don't know. It, I don't know. It, it, to get a review code from Nintendo and then just turn it around and dump it seems weird to me. But you'd think it would... Like, why would you pick a game as a remake of an older game, you know? Right. But... And... I But I heard that they know who it is, too. Um, Did yeah. Did you read that? Yeah, apparently... That they could see through the serial number. Yeah, they were able to find of, out. Of the dump. If that's the case, then I really don't know why they're punishing everyone else. Uh, but essentially, yeah, yeah it seems like... Um, Review codes, if they're going to go out, are going to go out on uh, launch day. So, therefore, well, yeah, websites aren't going to be able to have their reviews up normally like you do a couple days or a day beforehand to give you know people sort of a informed impressions. Now, right. um, I said, as or you said, um, we wrote down that it's for smaller um, outlets, but actually, I saw today um, Dan Stapleton is IGN's executive editor editor of reviews um he tweeted out unfortunately we have no fire emblem warriors review because nintendo still hasn't sent us a copy so it looks like it's not necessarily just the little guys uh that it's also the big boys too okay here's my thoughts on this i think that right now it could be i mean couldn't this just be nintendo responding and maybe thinking about their policy and just playing it safe for the time being until they come up with a plan I feel like that's what could be happening. Like, I don't know if they've made a solid decision to not give people pre-released, you know, codes. I I, I, actually, I completely agree with you. Um, I'm thinking they were probably like sort of shell shocked, like, oh, crap. And then think of it. These um, are, you know, Fire Emblem Warriors. Not necessarily the biggest game, you know, Nintendo's releasing this year, but still a, a very prominent franchise, and Super right. Mario Odyssey. So these are their two big games plus Xenoblade going into the holiday season. They can't afford to have Mario Odyssey dumped online, you know? Right. And, I, I, like, I get it from that that aspect. Like, oh, God, we can't have this happen, and, yeah, let's just put it on hold for now, and then we'll wait, and hopefully... Like you said, they'll come up with something that's sort of more well thought out, maybe a better, maybe they could better protect them somehow. But yeah, I think right now it's probably sort of a, a knee jerk reaction like, oh, let's just yeah. hold the phone, 
you know, like, no more damage, and, like, hopefully they can figure something out a little better moving forward. But I do want to say one thing I've noticed is there isn't a lot of buzz, or at least from what I'm seeing on, like, Twitter and, and stuff about Fire Emblem Warriors, and I feel like part of that is, sure, it's a, a Muso game, you know, it's not a real Fire Emblem Warriors, quote-unquote, but, uh, right. you know, I'm not seeing, you know, normally you have review reviewers and outlets posting yeah, yeah, stuff and talking and about stuff. it and getting the word out there and fire Emblem warriors i feel like the talk's been uh pretty almost non-existent you know right right yeah it's weird but i don't know i think you know give it another week or two and we'll see where we're at you know before we make any i mean because it's like if anything it hurts nintendo the most i i feel i don't know yeah because i mean that hurt, that's going to hurt them if there's not positive talk about a game. And, like, sure, there could still yeah. very well be, like, people who pick it up on launch day, enjoy it, talk about it, and then, oh, okay, they go out and buy it. But, you know, when Mario's coming out next week, and, see, I, that's the thing. I don't think, uh, you know, Mario's sales are going to be affected by this. I think <laughs> pretty much every Switch owner is probably going to be picking that game up. But, you know, I still think back to when Breath of the Wild came out and they had that image with all of the 10 out of 10s, 9, 9.5 out of 10, and, like, how powerful it was to have 30 reviews and 25 of them were perfect 10 out of 10s and 5 of them were 9.5s, you know, and it's like, I'm... Right. Now, don't get me wrong, Mario could very well not be that good of a game, but from all indications, it seems like it's trending in that direction and you'd think they'd want to have that at their disposal for marketing purposes right but yeah like you said i i think it's i think i don't think this is going to be a permanent solution moving forward you know but you hope not yeah well ending on a good note at least there was quite an update that just came out for the switch up 4.0 um and uh wow i actually have downloaded it and i was just playing with it just now (laughs) uh it's uh stuff that i can't believe it it's like this is this kind of stuff that i feel like could have been introduced in a nintendo direct and people would have been writing features about it um yeah to just randomly drop yeah i yeah so why don't you go ahead sure now video capture for select games are included in this version so that's that's pretty awesome um especially for yep. people who don't have capture cards you know like that's really cool yes. um new profile icons featuring characters from super mario odyssey game and the legend of <laughs> the legend of zelda breath of the wild game i like how they have to put game at the end of it um yeah yeah transfer user profiles and save data to another system that's awesome that's the biggest news yet and you'll have the option to pre-purchase uh, certain games on the Nintendo eShop. So that's that, yeah, that's I, nice yeah, too that's if you're you know awesome. And it, yeah, I hope these kind of stuff, this kind of stuff keeps coming. I just it said that it, it could do it for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, but then I just tried it and it didn't work at all. The video capture. Mm. Um, what you do is you hold down the screenshot button, and it takes the last thirty seconds of your game. That's pretty and cool, saves though. saves it. I like that. That's incredible. Like, that's insane. I feel like that I, was... I'm going to use that... 
Okay, so it didn't work for Mario Kart. I don't know why, but I just tried it on Splatoon and it worked flawlessly. That's and awesome, man. And then you man. can go back and you can trim it. You can edit it. And, and you can post it. And what'll be nice is um, think of the games that are handheld only. And I know there are not a lot of them, but and 30 seconds isn't, you know, a ton of time to record, but you can still get footage for games that, you know, when you're not docked, which is cool too. Yes. Yes, and... And, like, when we're playing on Splatoon and, you know, you do your thing where you kill four guys at what time, oh. you can capture that on video. Dude, oh, that was, like, the highlight of my my Splatoon Life. career. Yeah, man. So, this is amazing. And then, to top it off, the, the, we can we can transfer save data to other systems now, which is awesome. That is so cool. And it's something that's, like, scary because it's, like... If something happens to my to my system, then I'm really, you know, I don't want to lose everything. Yeah, I know uh, people now, who had to send in for repairs were, you know, lost their yeah. uh, Zelda Breath oh. of the Wild saves, which hundreds of hours, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and uh, I just, I hope that there's a, I hope that, you know, maybe they do online saves or you can save onto memory cards or something. I think that, like, you know, in the future stuff, but this is a good sign, you know? Yes, sir. I like it. Amazing, amazing. I, I'm, I'm very impressed, and I'm excited to use that video capture stuff, potentially for some, uh, for some uh, talk Nintendo YouTube uh, things. Some so snippets. <laughs> yep, snipper clips. Talk Nintendo snippets. Yep, I like it. Okay, well, let's take a little break. Right? Is that okay if we take a break? Oh, we better. And when we come back, we're going to end the show with the topic of the show, which is our ranking of the 3D Mario games. Of the 3D Mario Brothers games. I hate you so much. It is time 
to get that Mario hype train going, we are going to be talking 3D Mario's. We're gonna rank them. I've got We're some. We're gonna rank them. I've got some information here beforehand, but okay. If you've got something to say, let's hear it. I was just gonna say, like, I couldn't believe it. There's only six 3D Mario games. Yeah, and it's it's funny. Like you said, you sort of think Mario and. Oh, yeah, there's a bajillion of them, but, yeah, when it boils down to it, the 3D Marios re really are not, you know, not that much, and they're pretty spread no. out over the, the years, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, all right, so for starters, we've got, obviously, the game that started it all. Mario 64 came out in 1996, has sold 11.91 million copies. Kind of. Sort of. And we say that you know because I mean. 64DS came out in 2004, and that sold 11.06 11.06 million. So, just so about 20, 23,000. Yeah, just about. Tw you mean million? 23 million. Sorry. <laughs> Which <laughs> uh, quite a difference there. <laughs> yeah, quite quite a bit. So if you put those two together, uh, Mario 64 is easily the game that sold the most copies. Um, yeah. You've got Sunshine, which came out in 2002, which sold 6.31 million. You've got mm -hmm. Galaxy in 2007, so that's a pretty big jump right there. Although I guess we should even say you had a six-year gap between 64 to Sunshine, five-year gap from Sunshine to Galaxy, uh, which was 2007 at 12.75 million. Then a three-year jump to Galaxy 2 in 2010. And that was 7.67 million. Then you've okay. got 3D Land for the Nintendo 3DS. Came out in 2011. So there really wasn't too much of was a wait there. Galaxy 2 came out in 2010? Yeah. I was When I was it looking did? it up, I was thinking it was closer to 2009. But yeah, 2010. And then 3D Land came the next year? See, and I thought 3D Land was 2012, but it was actually 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 2011 for oh 3D Land. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. And that one sold 11.33 million. Wow. And then our latest released 3D World for the Wii U, which came out in 2013, and that has sold 5.65 million. Still. Oh yeah, c considering I mean, yeah. there's only what 13 or 14 considering, million yeah. Wii U's. So it, if you, yeah. yeah, like you said, you think about attachment rate, that's pretty darn yeah. good. So when you look at that, I mean, uh, you could also kind of count Captain Toad. That's kind of like in the same vein. You know what I mean? I mean, we're not going to, but I mean, that that I feel like that's kind of been the stopgap between 3D World and now because it's been four years since 3D World, which but, is but if you think about crazy. it, crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's crazy that it came out so long ago. Um, but if you look at the time between releases and now let's just strike 3d land out of that conversation in the sense of console 3d marios three right, to four right. years pretty average considering yep you know so it, it seems like yeah. it's right on pace for what you would imagine well it would come out. and and for how ridiculous odyssey looks i mean it oh. looks like it's been in the makings for 20 years you know oh. like that's what i think it has so, been it's yeah. a culmination yeah. Mm, so, mm, uh, mm, mm. so let's rank them. I have my list. You have your list. Now, I think we should probably start. We started from the bottom. Now we're here, and uh, work our way up. <laughs> okay. 
You just scared me right now, but okay. Throwing some rap <laughs> lyrics in there, man. Yeah, Rapping now, for the peeps. This is going to be interesting because I really don't know where you stand here, but uh, why don't you start it off All right. with your number six. Now, just for starters... I love all of these games. So this yes. is by no means is this last game the game I like the least by any means. But mm-hmm. let's start out with my number six, Super Mario 3D World. Hmm, okay. Now, I can see that. I, I, I don't, like I said, I love this game. Very good game. Um, I think, you know, I didn't have anyone to play with, and I know that was sort of like, you know, like... That was its shtick was like, oh, you could play multiplayer, you know, and um, have super, super fun times. Um, but, you know, I played it mostly as a single player or I should say fully as a single player game. And mm-hmm. I definitely liked it. You know, I, I enjoyed it. But, you know, the going to like the flagpole, you know, going through each level, getting to the flagpole and then moving on to the next one. I don't hate that, that, you know, that formula or, yeah. you know. But uh, the format, but it's just to me, I like collecting stars or you know whatever, what have you, shines, etc. Um, yeah. So to me, that that that's why this one ranks a little lower. I still had a great time with it. I think the cat upgrade is a lot of fun. Um, it you know it's super weird and silly, but a lot I of fun. I love the cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Beautiful game. I mean, the first uh, HD oh, yeah. Mario. So I mean, it's gorgeous. Well, yeah. 3D. Now, so, remember, this is 2013. This was the end of the crazy Mario every six months thing. I mean, remember? I mean, yeah, the ca- seriously, yeah. you had you had Galaxy 2007, Wii, Super Mario Bros. Wii 2009, and then like 2010, you had Galaxy 2, and then you had uh, New Super Mario Bros. 2, and or 3D Land, and then New Super Mario Bros. Two, and then uh, New Super Mario Bros. U, and in World, like all within like three or four years. Yeah, you know? Mario Overload. And, and the thing is, is like th- when 3D Land came out, it was really cool because it was different, and it was a hark- it was harkening back to like Super Mario Bros. Three a lot with like the flagpole and stuff like that, and. Uh, well, I guess the uh, with the tunicky suit and then like the the original with the flagpole, and uh, but then I feel like when World, I mean we're all waiting E three, two thousand thirteen, it was the first E three after Wii U, it's still hopeful that everything's gonna be fine, and we we know that they remember they told us that the new Mario is gonna be announced. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know if you remember that, but. And then that was the year when we were looking forward to Retro's new game and the new Mario. They, I think they even said that. And they announced Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Now, of course, that's one of my favorite games. But at the time, it, for me, it was just like, are you serious? Like another new Donkey Kong? I was like, that's like the least exciting thing. It's cool. I like Donkey Kong. This is not exciting. And then... You're waiting for the hype moment, yeah. Then it's like, okay, that's okay, because we'll have Mario. And then Mario, it comes out, it's like, this is Super Mario 3D Land. Yeah. On consoles. And it's like, this is also something that is not exciting at all to me. You know? I was expecting Odyssey then. 
You know, I was expecting mm-hmm. the next 3D thing, but it wasn't. It was just. It was like okay, they took Super Mario 3D Land 2 that they were making for 3DS and dumped it onto Wii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, for, like you said, it, was you just, knew it, it just would probably wasn't, be good, but yeah, it just wasn't what you'd hoped and then, for. It was just like I said. It was just in that. It was in that that Mario, like craziness where we just, there was so much, there was so much Mario, and it's not that they were bad games; they're phenomenal. But it's just like I can't. I mean, like I just, it's just not gonna. I, I'm not up for Mario now, and and you know now I'm at the point where it's like, man, I want more Mario. I mean, I guess we got Super Mario Maker, but that just that was a different. You know, that scratched a different itch, even so, but. You know what I mean? So uh, that's why I think it's Odyssey is coming out in a crazy time because it's like we're starved for Mario now. So yeah, our um, our bodies are ready. So I get I get that being your your last because I mean you know, like you said these aren't bad games in the slightest. It's just you know your mm-hmm. least favorite. So gotta rank them somewhere. My least favorite. I think you know what it is. I think you gotta know what it. What, what would you guess my least favorite is? Probably Sunshine. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> what, what would you guess, though, out uh, of the six? 64? That's correct. Yes, 64. Now, I know everyone loves 64. You monster! I, I know, I know, I know. I did not grow up with it, as I've said on this podcast. I didn't play it at all when I was little. Nothing. Never played it. Isn't that crazy? And, uh, and I just... And going back to it now, I have no nostalgia for it. And... It just kind of plays. It's not. It doesn't play that good compared to other Mario's. It it plays great, and a lot of people love it. But I just I really don't like it that much. Like I get bored with it. Um, it's it's a fun game, but I just don't like it that much. <laughs> just to hey. be perfectly honest. Hey, it's not every, it, not your cup of tea. There's nothing I respect wrong with that. it. I respect it immensely. It's like I know it's a phenomenal game, especially when it it, it defined. 3d games basically you know so it's like i hate to say it i don't like it because it's not that i don't like it i just i just don't enjoy it that much so but that's it that's 64 my number six now what's your number five see now this number five is a little tricky see me too me too because everything kind of blends together after this but yeah so for me i'm i'm going with galaxy 2 and i'm doing that because that's funny to, that's my pride. number five. <laughs> oh, is it okay? So to me, for me, why it's number five is because it was it was more galaxy. Now that's yeah. a good thing. Don't get me wrong. That's an absolutely good thing. But to me, it just uh, you know it doesn't do enough to stand out in my mind to differentiate from Galaxy One. So right, and admittedly so, I have not played Galaxy Two in a very long time, and I am definitely overdue to revisit it. Um, yes. I actually recently revisited Galaxy 1, and I, it was great, you know? So, to me, so the reason it's a little low on the list is because it's just, it was more of the same. Like, you know, and I believe it started out like it was going to be an expansion, essentially, right? And then they had so much yeah. content they made into a fully new game. So, yeah. that's why, to me, it's not because it's not a fantastic game, but it's just because it didn't, it's a, it's a sequel so it was more of the same. So we'd already sort of knew what was going in. I know they added yeah. some, uh, they added some new power ups. Yoshi. Yep, and and Yoshi and stuff. But to me, it was just it didn't do enough to to really stick out of my mind to be like, oh yeah, oh that was from Galaxy Two, not Galaxy One. Right. You know, so 
That's why it's uh, number five on my list. And all those exact reasons why it's number five on my list. (laughs) (laughs) You're copying. I know. You stole all the words out of my mouth, so. I'm just helping you out. Now, I guess that means it's number four time. Yep. And for me, number four is Super Mario 3D Land. All right. Now, this uh, obviously 3DS... um, you know, first 3D Mario on a portable console, so that was a real big deal. And now, where I said I did not love the flagpole idea in 3D World, I loved it in 3D Land because, how you know, okay, obviously there's going to be restrictions on, uh, you know, on the 3DS. It's obviously not going to be able to, you know, do everything that a console would be able to do. So how did they get around that? They brought this clever idea of. All right, each stage, and you're in an open 3D area in that stage, and you go to the flag, and then you, you know what I mean? Like it just it it made right. so much sense, yeah. And it was executed so well that it's you know it's fourth on my list, but it's not because it wasn't amazing, you know. So I, right. I just think right. they had a problem and they found out a perfect solution for it and nailed it. For sure. Um. Yeah, my my fourth is Super Mario 3D World. All right, all right. <laughs> yep, and it's kind of like, you know, I love this game. I had a lot of fun with it. Funnily enough, I uh, I didn't start. Remember, this game came out the same day Link Between Worlds did. That's so crazy. weird. <laughs> and it's so weird that that was like four years ago. What were they thinking? <laughs> Let's just drop two bombs. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I got in the link between worlds and I and I didn't play Mario, and uh, I I didn't pick it up for a while, and I think it was because I was trying to play it with Jill, and I had so much more fun with the game when I played it solo, afterwards, and I got into the whole thing and I re- see, dang I, it, Jill, I, you're ruining I everything. I haven't played it since. I haven't played it since. And so I was like, that is something that I am so overdue to play, that I really want to play like right this second. So, I love the game, for sure. But, uh, yep, number four. All righty. All right, we're on the top half of the list now. Top three. Top three. Bronze. What's your bronze? My bronze goes to, drum roll, Super Mario Galaxy. Now, I feel like this That's was... my number three. <laughs> yeah, this game was incredible. I mean, I feel like it really, yep. you know... It, it it it's everything the, you the could ever want. The logical next step mm-hmm. in 3D in 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 physics and and what are they going to do next, right? Yeah, exactly. And it just like you said, it was the logical next step. And again, they just nailed it. Um, you know, going to planets and being able to run around each, you know, no camera control. Yeah. Oh. And it, and, it, and you don't even notice it. It's so good. Yeah. They they really. Oh, it's perfect. And you know. It was so cool to go to, like, oh, you're going to this galaxy, and that's sort of its theme, and you're going to the, you know, and sort of how with the paintings and, you know, the 64 were, oh, okay, you're going to a painting of a, a snowy area, like, boom, that you're going to a snowy area. Like, it was cool to have the different, oh, this is this kind of galaxy, and you're going to encounter these kind of things, you know. And one thing I think that is incredible, I mean, all Mario games have really great music, but Galaxy has some next level music, man. Oh, like, so, like orchestrated. So, so memorable and beautiful and 
You know, yep. just seeing like the pirate ship floating through the sky in you know yeah. in the galaxy. And just walking around and hearing the the little sprite things like whatever they're called, just kind of like sparkle and like you can just all the sound effects mixed in, you know, and it's just. Uh, yeah, it's just astounding, you know. Now, the one uh, knock I would give Galaxy is the hub world. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to yeah, say this. It, Same thing, yeah. It, it just, like, just tedious. It's tedious, you know, especially when it's like, oh, I, now I'm up to the areas where I got to, like, platform a bunch of things to guess, get to where I need to go. And I got to do that every time. So... I mean, obviously, it didn't d- deter me enough to drop it in the the rankings or anything. But if uh, if that game does have one knock, that is most certainly it in my book. Yep. Yeah, I. That's what I like about Super Mario Galaxy. I see. I say that, but I don't know. It's one of those things where, um, having that little hub world in between, I uh, kind of had that downtime where. I kind of like it. Like looking back, I, I kind of felt like that. But now, like I've been like when 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 Galaxy Two came out on the Wii U Virtual Console, I uh, I played it and I I liked it. But I don't know. It's kind of like a constant. Like you're just playing and you keep going. And you're playing. And you keep going. And it's kind of like yeah, you don't have too much any... almost. Mm-hmm. No downtime to walk around and explore. And I'm just looking back and I th- that's I like it. Like I know it's one of those things where. You can look back and go, well, that's a boring part. Well, it's like, but that's kind of important to have boring parts like that. So I don't know. Yeah, you need a little uh, bit uh, of downtime from, like, just to have constant yeah. action. It's like too much, you know. You, yeah. You need so, that little bit of a breather for sure. Like it's the sailing be- between the islands in Wind Waker, you know. I just. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just to so, sort of clear your mind, you know, because especially in exactly. some of these things are sort of strenuous, and you got to think about it and execute certain things. It is nice to just have some sort of like, okay, like exactly. let me get and over to like here and then I can get back and, into it. Yep, exactly. So, well, yeah, that was my number three as well, it, which is my top three Mario games. So I, I mean, like, <laughs> I got nothing bad to say about that. So now for me, which I already know this is going to be different than yours because you already listed this game. It is Mario sixty four. Now. What's funny is I did not play Mario 64 on a 64. The first time I actually played it was on the DS, um, which is really weird because I had an N64 back in the day. And um, so N64 came out in 96. I got my N64 for Christmas in 97. So I think it was just sort of like there were other games, newer games coming out. And like I had played like Mario on like my neighbors and stuff, but I never, never enough where it's like, oh, I played beat that game, you know, it's just small bits. So I never actually fully beat it until uh, DS came out, and I went, I, I went ham. I got all the stars. Uh, love that game, man. So good, uh, game changer. I love the hub world. I love all. I just love it all. Again, really great music. Um, you know, obviously the '64 version changed the game as far as. Uh, you know how it, it, how 3D games worked. You know, platforming games in 3D space sort of invented mm-hmm. the genre, um, and just so good. I, I I remember my neighbor, um, she was friends with my sister, and she overrode 
my perfect, complete save file in DS. And I remember I was so angry. And now looking back <laughs> at it, it's like, well, you beat the game. Like, why does it matter? You know, like, you couldn't go back and get anything else. But right. I, I remember, like, being so angry. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, my friend's little brother did that with my Zelda, uh, the D- the Phantom Hourglass one. I remember, like, okay, well... I hate Guess you. I played again. <laughs> you but, deleted uh, my things. Yeah. So my number two. What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? It is your number one, which is Super Mario Sunshine. How do you know that was my number one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, how I love the. Uh, oh, the memories of a. You know, playing on my TV up my room and just, you know, just just cruising along with the with the the flood on on you know like the the attachment the one that makes it like a powerboat going along mm-hmm. and yep. jumping everywhere and just just the platforming is so much fun and how you know that that the gizmo that the flood is that it can it can be it's a shooter you know now it's a third person shooter sometimes and then. Sometimes it's your tanuki leaf, you know, that helps you land your jumps. And then on top of that, you have water resource management. It, it's a lot like Splatoon, uh, you know. So I just, it had so many fun concepts. It had so many cool bosses and looked awesome. And the great platforming space levels, you know. Oh, uh, See, for me, now I know that... Um, Sunshine's sort of, I feel like, it, div- divisive. Like, when, when you ask people, like, oh, what do you think of Sunshine? There's a huge group of people that absolutely adore it, and then there's just a huge group of people that hate it. Or maybe not necessarily hate it, but, like, really, like, in the, the pantheon of 3D Marios, they would r- rank it low, you know? But yeah. to me... Like I said, I know it's not a perfect game. I know there are some areas where, like, the camera is, like, super finicky and, like, tough to deal with. And I know, like, some of those blue coin challenges are a real pain in the neck. But I I just think, for me, like, I missed 64, right? I missed mm-hmm. really playing 64 back in the day on 64. Me too. Um, yep. So it was, like, to me, it was, like... GameCube was my jam back in the day, man. It's like I had my GameCube. Me too. It's like I, I love... I love Nintendo, you know, like, Sunshine's coming, and it's just such a weird game. They they, they took one theme, one Mario theme, and just made it the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> like, think, like, if you think about it, like, why would they, like, nowadays, they would never do that, you know? Like, they want to have as much diverse areas and landscapes and things you're checking out as possible. So, like, right. like we'll never see a game like Sunshine ever again, and... I don't it just it holds such a special place in my heart as far as the gameplay the the theme just oh Del, Delfino Plaza is I love it the music the colors it's so colorful but the the shine sprites oh it's it's just yep oh, shine get shine get baby and oh I I just love it so much and like I said I I know it's it has its flaws but it's best yep and I'll fight anyone that says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I had a tough time, uh, different like like trying to figure out my top two. 
I was going bef- between, you know, Sunshine and my number one, which is Super Mario 3D Land. Woo! Um, yeah. I, uh, I've talked about this before. I remember it was on the episode where I talked about Splatoon and Super Mario 3D Land, which are, like, two of my favorite games of all time. And, uh, man, I just... I. I had so much nostalgia for that game uh, when it came out. Just like you said, like when when it came out, having that 3D experience, but on the handheld with the beautiful 3D visuals that really showcase the 3D stereoscopic, like having puzzles that you needed the 3D to use, and the street pass, street passing with my friends for the challenges uh, was so much fun. And uh, just the control of the game, you know, I, like there's a surprising amount of, you know, you have your run button, which isn't common. I think the first the first 3D Mario with a run button, if you don't include like the remake that 64DS was, mm-hmm. um, which also had that, which is cool. Um, but, you know, you have that run button and then you can crouch and do like the somersault. Um, the, just the movement felt so good. And the 3D visuals, I remember Miyamoto just touting that, We've, we've figured out the 3D platforming dilemma. You can now platform, you know, better. <laughs> you know, like it is fixed. And for the most part, I completely agree. I think that it having depth obviously helps your, your platforming. I mean, it really does. Like, I think that's something that people really didn't, didn't cabbage onto. Like, that, that feeling of, uh, you know, like that the 3d actually helped the gameplay and was vital to it and uh you know I, i'm a guy that always plays a 3d always and because uh, i love it and uh just that combined with you know super mario th- super mario 3 is like one of my favorite games ever especially for the aesthetics and just having the tanuki suit come back and then oh and then i you know getting to this the secret last level at the end, which is just amazing. I just remember playing it on Thanksgiving, um, on waiting. We we're gonna go Black Friday shopping, and just sitting by the fireplace, and it was just, you know what I mean? It's just. Oh no, I know exactly what you mean, man. It's that autumn weather, man, and it's just everything. That it's just, it's totally nostalgic, and just, it's a perfect game to me. Like, honestly, like I, I don't think I could think of anything that's wrong with that game. I honestly, I think it's a, I think it's a perfect game. So. That's why it's my favorite, and yeah, it'll be hard to top it. But <laughs> Odyssey could do it. Odyssey's gonna try its darndest. Man, I just can't believe it. It's what is it next week? Yep. Uh, less than uh, ten days from now. Yeah. So when you're hearing this, it's like a week and and, and some hours from from launch. So yeah, especially wow. if you go in midnight launch. Yep. Wow. Crazy. Crazy, crazy but, indeed. All right, so we did it. Now I, our lists are, you know, pretty different, and it's funny that we have the same fifth and third. Um, yeah, you figure there'd be some and, crossover. You know, yeah, but I mean, it's I, I like how it's funny because the way you're talking about sunshine was just exactly how I experienced it. I missed sixty four, and the GameCube was my jam, and I, I played that game to death, and I loved it. Yeah. I don't even know how I got that game. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Such a good game. Oh, yeah. so Haters going to hate, but it's a good game. Yep, yep, yep. Now, well, that's going to bring us to the end of our topic of the show. 
I believe you've got a quick little uh, Craigslist roundup before we uh, close out the show, though. Yeah, baby. Start your engines. Q Craigslist podcast music. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Do you know the name of, of the song that I use right now? Craigslist? Nope. Not the theme song. Not, I mean, not, not the jingle, but the song that I have beh- playing behind us right now. Nope, I have no idea. It's called Corby. <laughs> I like it. I, I, I wanted to make it sound like a Kirby song. So Corby. Uh, Corby, yeah. <laughs> his, uh, his special brother, Corby. Um... Okay, so what I have here, and I just picked it up today, and uh, I bet you're wondering what it is. Are you wondering? No, because I sent the picture. Yeah, I've to already, you. I'm already, I'm on the end. Yep. Uh, so I picked up a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Black one. Yep, black one. Inbox has everything. Came with a tempered, even a tempered glass thing on it. Uh, which. I wonder if I can remove Get that, that and put it on mine. Get that tempered glass off my dang old switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and funny thing is the dock even has this like case thing that's on it. Like it, it makes it making it look like it's uh, it's it's wooden. It's actually really cool looking. <laughs> <laughs> it but, sounds uh, like this person g- uh, was was into their switch. Yeah, apparently the guy he just moved back into town, and it, during the move his TV was broken mm. it like fell or something need some so cabbage. you need the money to get yep so i was there now i got that plus a set of yellow joy cons neon yellow my favorite Ooh, which the I yellow cons i gotta tell you right now i did not know that they were I, he said extra set of joy cons so i didn't know what they would be i'm like oh my goodness they're the yellow ones heck yes that's my favorite one I'll, i like then, this guy not only that, but another pro controller. Heck yeah. Man, this not sounds expensive. That, not only that, but Zelda Breath of the Wild in box. Mm-mm-mm. And, and this was a surprise. This other thing. I didn't even know about this one until I, I saw it. But actually, Fate Extella, the Umbral Star. <laughs> you gonna play it? I, I put it up on Amazon if it sells, but I might I might while I have it. If it's open, you might as well get some impressions in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, now. So what you spend like four four hundred bucks on this deal? Well, that would be a good price if I spent four hundred still, because mm. you know the Joy Cons are eighty bucks and the Pro Controller seventy bucks and. So you got hosed, Games huh? are Higher games are one hundred twenty bucks. Nope, I bought it for the princely sum of $300. I hate you. <laughs> now, I have already sold the Switch without a dock for $270. Not too shabby. I already sold it today. Oh, sorry if Randy wanted it. Nah, it's all right. She she, if you schnooze, else. you lose, as they say. Yep, yep, so this is the thing. So... I just got a projector down in my basement. It's like 120 inches. And uh, so now I have one for, I have a dock for my computer and a dock for my main TV. And now I have a dock for my projector. <laughs> you got docks on docks on docks. Docking, baby. And it's so useful and it's so nice. So 
I basically made almost all my money back um, from just selling the Switch, and I kept a dock and neon Joy-Cons, a Pro Controller, Zelda, and Fate Extella. That's a um, bargain and a half right there. Yeah, like, so I mean, yeah. I'll be selling, I'll be selling the Zelda and the Fate Extella, and I'll get all my money back from that, and then basically I'll have a dock and Joy-Cons and a Pro Controller. So if you look at that. Then that if that's eighty plus seventy plus eighty, that's let's see, two hundred and thirty bucks. So like that. There you go. Pretty good deal. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but that was it. But I I'm happy with it, and uh, that'll do it for the Craigslist roundup. And that's gonna do it for the show. But I think we've got one tiny little piece of information for next week, don't we? Yes, yes, indeed. We are going to be having some of the uh, of the developer. The I think the main two developers of hit Switch indie Nindy title Slime Son on the podcast next week. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to talking to those guys about all things Slime Son, what they've got to, you know. And uh, store for us in the future and, and all that good old stuff. I'm uh, looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah. We'll reminisce about our time at PAX. It'll be a great time. It, It'll be great. It sure will be. So look forward to next week. But that'll be next week. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Talk Nintendo POD. And uh, you can check out our YouTube at Talk Nintendo. Or you can just pop open that description and click the little link, and it'll bring you right to in- it. Yes, wonderful, wonderful. Also, in case people missed, uh, if if you can always look in that link too to see the uh, the uh, timestamps for like when we're talking about stuff. If you want to skip around, you know, just saying. That's useful if no one knew that was there. So. Indeedy. All right. Yep, that's gonna be it. We will see you next week with a couple of guests. I think that was a hearty show. Super hearty. Like the Hardy Bros.